0: than most women, I'm in better shape than most women, and I'm taller than most women. So it's like, what is that female police officer really gonna
1: do? Simply go to episodes at TNTradio.live.
2: Now TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. A senior White House official has stressed that to his knowledge, the US intelligence community was not aware of Hamas's plans to target Israel ahead of the October 7th attacks. In a December 3rd interview on NBC's Meet the Press, National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby claimed the United States did not have any advance warning or any knowledge of Hamas's attack plan, despite reports that imply otherwise. The intelligence community has, uh, has indicated that, uh, that they uh, did not have. Uh, access to this document. There's no indications at this time that they had any access to this document beforehand.
3: Should they have, given how closely U.S. and Israeli intelligence officials coordinate or are supposed to
2: coordinate? Intelligence is a mosaic, and uh, sometimes you know you can fashion things together and get a pretty good picture. Other times, you know that, that there's pieces of the puzzle that are missing. As I, as I said, our own intelligence community said that they've looked at this. They have no indications at this time that uh, that they had any advance warning of this document or any knowledge of it. Mr. Kirby. Statements come amid a report for the New York Times that Israeli officials had found Hamas's plans for its surprise attack more than a year before it happened, citing documents, emails, and interviews as evidence. The U.S. and Israeli intelligence communities have shared intelligence in the past. A horde of pro-Palestinian protesters spewing hateful threats at a Jewish-owned falafel shop in Philadelphia was put on notice by Pennsylvania's governor after their blatant act of anti-Semitism. Governor Josh Shapiro's rebuke came after dozens of enraged protesters marched on Goldie's, an Israeli-style falafel spot located in Center City, on Sunday night, surrounding the storefront while chanting, Goldie, Goldie, you can't hide, we charge you with genocide. Shapiro shared the video of the mob while condemning their brazen threats. Shapiro posted on X, Tonight in Philly we saw a blatant act of anti-Semitism, not a peaceful protest. A restaurant was targeted and mobbed, because its owner is Jewish and Israeli. This hate and bigotry is reminiscent of a dark time in history. The Philadelphia chain is owned by Mike Salomonov, an Israeli-born citizen who was raised in Pittsburgh. The UK government faces a high-court legal challenge over its decision to change and roll back on some of its net-zero timetable commitments. Naturalist BBTV presenter and campaigner Chris Packham, represented by environment lawyers at the law firm Lee Day, has applied for a judicial review of the government's decision to change the net zero timetable to phase out motor vehicles and gas boilers. A Department for Energy Security and net zero spokesperson said it rejects Mr. Packham's claims and will robustly defend the challenge. Indonesian authorities halted Monday the search for 12 climbers after Mount Merapi volcano erupted again, unleashing a new burst of hot ash as high as 800 meters into the air. The bodies of 11 climbers were recovered earlier in the day while searching for those missing, but attempts to relocate them were hindered by the renewed activity. West Sumatra's Search and Rescue Agency head Abdul Malik said the search operation would resume once conditions improved. Former New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zelda discussed anti-Semitism nationwide on Life, Liberty and Live In. of New York, where there was rampant anti-Semitism before October 7th, where if you want to celebrate your graduation from their school of law, you have to sit through a hate-filled commencement address two years in a row by someone filled with with violent uh, thoughts and and anti-Semitism. They had a Muslim professor who, on a Sunday, was uh, giving a sermon in New Jersey talking about how the Muslims should be eliminating the filth of the jews uh, from israel you have you you had a a city council meeting that was set up to combat anti-semitism around the schedule of the chancellor and then the
4: chancellor no-shows that's just one university
1: this is a tnt radio encore the tnt shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member and we don't mean your aunt dolores you stink the tnt shop has it all from beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps. Browse our shop now at TNTRadio.live.
4: Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics?
0: No. No. Mm-hmm. See, somebody
5: sent me a
6: video action last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist newspaper oh, right
0: right
5: school. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that
6: about? It was a rally, and you know, I would have been about twenty-five years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. So comrade, 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 comrade. It was in two thousand and nine. Oh well, I can't remember which country it was yeah. in. has but... changed since those days. No, not particularly. No
4: if you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account for
0: Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying.
4: We drum in messaging
6: that that around in the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Of sustained propaganda.
7: Sustained propaganda. And of course, that's what we've had, isn't it? And that's what we've got t- today as well. We've got the Maori Party. They're out. Um, what are they doing? They're protesting all over the country, gridlocked From 7am, gosh, they just stay home this morning, 7 till 9, they've got their planned protest. Good morning, Grant Edwards here on the Liberty NZ Breakfast, thanks for joining me. Well, let's have a look at the weather, shall we? Firstly the extremes. Uh, kite what, no Whitianga. Whitianga. whitianga has got the highest temperature, seventeen point nine. Tianao's cooler is slightly cooler, yes, three point four degrees. Ohakia, that's where the um, the skyhawks used to take off and land, do their circuits and bumps. Thirty-five kilometers of wind. Not too bad, they should be able to land all right. Uh, the wettest place is Taupo this morning, 2, 2.2 millimeters of rain. Temperatures right across the South Island. Well it's a bit cooler in the south, I've got to say that. Queenstown's on 5. and Vicargo's a bit nippy at 4. Um, pretty much, by the time you get up to... Uh, actually, I got my west and east mixed up yesterday. Sorry about that. I don't know what I was thinking. It must have been upside down. My world is upside down. Uh, France-Joseph, 12 degrees. Christchurch, 10. That's the east coast, isn't it? Yes, I got that all around the wrong way. Westport is 14 degrees. Nelson's on 13. Blenheim, 12. So there you go. And then pretty much double digits, mid-double digits, all the way uh, all the way north and uh, what would have get up the top there no tai is not as warm as i thought it would be actually 16 degrees this morning good morning to you uh the taians and uh, let's look at the short forecast firstly for northland to taranaki including the coromandel peninsula uh, and also we'll, we'll throw in the bay of plenty and uh, why not put in the central high country as well uh, okay let's do that mostly cloudy with scattered showers thunderstorms and hail possible about northland and auckland And that's going to be in the afternoon. And they tell me up in Northland they thought they were going to have thunderstorms yesterday. It was a funny old day yesterday, wasn't it? Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, periods of rain with heavy falls in Gisborne this morning. Uh, Rain easing in Hawke's Bay in the evening. Uh, You've got, um, yeah, that's right. Wanganui to Wellington also for the Waira Rapper. Morning cloud and then patchy drizzle with Tarua District. Uh, Yes. Patchy Cloud Oh I see Patchy Cloud About the Tararua District And then you've got Fine Spells Very good Now down to the South Island Marlborough Nelson and Buller Morning Cloud And then Fine Spells Isolated Afternoon Showers about the Ranges For Canterbury Otago and Dunedin Morning Cloud patchy drizzle and then you've got fine weather West uh, Westland Fjordland Southland and the remainder of Otago uh, fine weather uh, you've got uh, morning and evening cloud and finally the Chathams finally in the Chathams you've got partly cloudy weather partly cloudy weather well I wonder what sort of a day it's going to be today I do not know let's have a cup of coffee
5: making more money makes your life easier you don't have to worry so much about education and doctor's bills and so it does make your life better you see the number one course reason for divorce is lack of money right which was surprising i saw it the other day there are many more people getting divorced today because they have financial
7: Yeah, they have financial problems. Well, that could be right, because when poverty walks in the door, love flies out the window, doesn't it? Ten past five here on the, uh, what do we call it, the Early Bird Breakfast Show with Grant Edwards. There we go. How about that? Well, what happened on this day, 5th of December? Is it a Tuesday today? Yes, it is. It's Tuesday today, the 5th of December, and I've got an old photograph here from the Turnbull Library, and it says, uh, first one-man, one-vote election. That happened on this day, way back in 1890. Uh, New Zealand's electoral law had been changed so that no one could vote for more than one vote in one general election electoral district. uh, This ended the long-standing practice of of plural voting by those who owned property, all the wealthy wealthy immigrants or the wealthy settlers, we like to say, uh, that came from here from the United Kingdom. Uh, so if they owned more than one property, they could go to a different electorate and vote there as well. But that all ended on this day in 1890. the uh, 1890 election has long been seen as one of the most significant in New Zealand history, although the result was not clear until the Parliament met in early 19, uh, sorry 1891, I should say. Got to just throw in another hundred years there. Uh, the Liberal government that ultimately took power was, so, was uh, to dominate the political landscape for the next two decades. Blimey, uh, Electoral rights were still in transition. Property owners could still enrol in each district that they qualified. But on election day, they had to choose where to cast their solitary vote. And that happened on this day in 1890.
1: You wouldn't believe it, would you?
4: Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting
1: these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live.
7: Oh, right. Okay, 12 minutes past 5 and uh, wow, well, we've got all sorts of news, but oh, what about what about a bit of country music just to get the ball rolling? This is a lovely one from Juice Newton. I've always thought that was a lovely name, Juice Newton. What should we call it? Oh, call him Juice. I like it. There'll be no
8: strings to bind your hands Not if my love can't bind your heart Stand, for it was I who chose to start
7: Newton, there. With uh, just uh, brush your teeth before you kiss me. No, no, Angel of the Morning. That's right. There it is. We've got Klaus Schwab on the turntable. He's uh, lined up to tell us all about the cyber attacks that they've got planned for us. And uh, so, what are we now? Sixteen minutes past. Is it? Yes. Oh, I'm hitting myself there. My clock's a bit fast. It's fifteen according to you, folks, but it's sixteen here in the studio. Now we're over at Radio New Zealand. We're looking at the headlines there. The COP28. New Zealand supports triple global renewable energy or renewable energy according to the minister who's the minister well you wouldn't know if I, unless if I told you it's Simon Watts he will provide an update on New Zealand's stance on a global renewables pledge when he lands in Dubai <laughs> they all landing in Dubai i think there's hundreds of planes over there and that, so that's the you know they're doing it on on we we have to pay for them to to Go to Dubai, of course, and uh, we've got a. We, they want us to walk around, don't they? They want us to move into smart cities and walk around on Shanks's pony or ride a bike, or you know, if we're rich, we might be able to afford to plug in a scooter, I suppose, when the time comes when we're when we own nothing and happy. So, um, so let's let's look at that, shall we? I'll, I'll look at the headlines in a minute, but we've got apparently we've got planes freezing, they froze themselves to the runway in a powerful protest, actually, in Dubai. Story out of Munich here. In a beautiful act of protest, the private planes of several climate activists stuck themselves to the runway with giant sheets of ice. Continuing climate activists' preferred method of protest, the planes apparently glued themselves to the runway with the ice to prevent activists from travelling to a climate change conference in Dubai. These planes really nailed the holy grail of climate change protest. Both sticking themselves to uh, to an object and obstructing transportation, said local man Hans Meyer. Their climate activist owners have uh, taught them well, perhaps too well. According to the sources, hundreds of extraordinarily wealthy climate activists were scheduled to meet in Dubai to discuss what the poor are doing to the climate. <laughs> 400 jets. Can you believe that? 400 private jets were expected at Dubai International Airport where individual SUVs, uh, motorcades, would shuttle each activist to one of the most posh hotels uh, on the uh, Earth. They didn't say on the Earth, they said on the planet, but I don't believe. I don't believe. We live on the planet. Just lost a few listeners. (laughs) Ask why the activists did not meet over Zoom. That's a good question. Why don't they just have a Zoom call? I mean, surely they could do that. 400 planes, private jets. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So why don't they have a Zoom to help the climate? The activist purportedly responded, You must be one of the poor, are you? Uh, At publishing time, climate activists had voted uh, to always keep their planes' heaters running in the future to prevent such protests. There you are, see? Yeah, they're doing their bit, aren't they? These um, politicians that we elect. And also we've got a terrible stink. It's lingering in Parnell at the sinkhole as the fix drags on, remember that? Work on a sewer line in Parnell that collapsed, and uh, that was months ago, wasn't it? That happened. It's opened up a massive sinkhole. I think it's about two and a half metres wide. I think it's 13 metres deep. It's a massive thing. Should have been fixed years ago, old sewer line. And it's not going to begin now, they tell us, until next year. That's not very good, is it, for you poor people living in Parnell? (laughs) Uh, Present and former finance ministers clash over short-term fiscal cliffs. Nicola Willis has accused the previous government of finding workarounds to hide... Funding shortfalls. Grant Robinson says it shows she has even read the budget. So he says he's a he's a big fat dick, isn't he? Yeah, God, he just look, I, I do judge people. <laughs> I'm terrible You say you don't judge. You're not to judge Does the Bible say no judging? Well actually it does say that, but it says you're not to judge if you're doing the same things yourself. People look, uh, people that don't even believe the Bible love to use the Bible, don't they? Oh, that's the only verse they know. I can't remember where it's found. Matthew probably, somewhere there. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. What's the other one? What comes after that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Methuselah. There we are. Uh Christchurch School, Stairway to heaven. Cover Oh, no, that's just rubbish. That's all oh, end-of-year stuff for the kids. Baby Roo. Ruthless, ruthless empire. Well, I would certainly say the parents are responsible naming your child that, so you've got to be... A, They're probably murderers. Well, they could be. They could be murderers. Careful, boy. Careful, grunter. You'll end yourself up in courts. 21 past now. Coming up 21 past 5. Baby Roo homicide. Police say a scene was altered. Oh, really? Nasty. Let's should we look at that one? No, it's too depressing, isn't it? Killing your own kids. Oh, it's just terrible, isn't it? Police searching for items as part of the investigation into the death of Ruthless Empire in Lower Hut. Ruthless Empire. What a great name. What should we call him? Ruthless. <laughs> you think they were on P when they decided to name the child? Probably. Methamphetamine. That's his name. Toddler. Ruthless Empire. Oh, it's called Apenini Wall, also known as Baby Roo. Well, you'd have to, wouldn't you, a name like that? Why don't you just call him Roo? Forget about the ruthless empire nonsense. No, I think this. I think it's um. Katie Hopkins said that people that name their child silly names are usually uh, wacky anyway. Should be watching them. Detective Inspector Nick Pritchard has now issued a new appeal for anyone who has seen items connected to the case, or who knows where they are, to come forward. Not a chance. They're all, the, what are they doing? The Māoris are all um, sort of like they, the now they call it. That's family. That means family here in New Zealand for overseas people listening. They all gather around, you know, they sort of like close ranks. And, you know, most of the police are Māori anyway now, aren't they? So they don't really care. They don't. They're going to protect everybody. They don't, they don't want to be judged by the the honky outfit, you know, by the the pakiha. They call us. What does that mean? White maggot. I think it used used to mean. Still means white maggot. I think they they pretend that it doesn't now. It means something. It's not. It's not a very nice term. Anyway, I refuse to be called a pakiha. No, I'm British descendant. I'm a British descendant of English of uh, British settlers. English, eop hey, whose round is it? It is thine. Ee hey, is it? Yes, it is. Now motorists are advised to prepare for more Maori disruptions the Maori's party, what do they like to call themselves? Te Party Maori, they call themselves the Maori party calls for a nationwide protest against the government that was John Tamahiri, wasn't it? yeah, it was, now I've got something on him, what have you been up to John? John Tamahiri I'll see if I can find you, I'm sure I should have had this out, I know, not very well organised You look, he is, if you don't he's inciting violence, you listen carefully Listen carefully.
5: Earlier, we spoke to David
0: Seymour. He is making this treaty on the uh, this referendum on the treaty a, a bottom line, yeah. basically, in in coalition negotiations with the National Party. What's that going to do f- for the country?
6: Well, see, that's the tyranny of the majority. There will be uh, significant. Did he just say the tyranny of the majority? The tyranny of the majority. That's an interesting term. he you been practicing that one? Civil unrest. And we don't, uh, nor should any leader, take us down that track.
0: This is what James Shaw said to us this morning as Civil. well, but he's concerned there could be...
6: Civil unrest. And James Shaw's
7: concerned that there could be... Violence if the... What? If this referendum is
0: held. The well, we, th- it could we've cause got no choice.
7: Actually, a lot of people call the Maoris the violent minority. Division. But we've got no choice. You see, when, when you back people... No choice to be violent. Oh, is that right, John? When you back people into a corner. Let's just hear that again. I'll shut up this time. Twenty-one, well, 25, twenty-four. Twenty-four minutes past five, good
6: morning to you. Here's John Tamahiri. It well, we, could we've got no choice division. But we've got no choice. You see, when, when you back people into a corner and, and they've got nothing else to do, they, they, they have to resort to protest, right? And then- yeah, but that wasn't, the,
7: we weren't talking about protest. She was talking about violence. Is that what protest is for the Māori's?
6: Is it for your for your kind of Mary? That and because we're well organised up and down the country, that that protest will will be uh, significant as it should be. There'll be uh, days of uh, national Maori action and. Uh, they will close down Whangarei, Auckland, Tauranga, Hamilton, Wellington, and so we go. You see, so um, and, and when 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 we start rolling those, sounds like a threat, doesn't it? And it's happening today, from about
7: oh eight, oh seven o'clock. They're going to do it right, just to piss us all off when we're on our way to work, making money, while these um, hopeless people that have got nothing better to do than protest, they're going to be out on the streets all on our money because we pay for their we pay for them to sit on their ass and do nothing.
6: You then start to see the true capacity and capability of our movement, there will be significant uh, civil disobedience. I endorse uh, absolutely my right to protest uh, against any government. To be violent, you think, eh? They're allowed to be violent.
7: They get let off. I remember when my brother and sister were involved in a car accident. It happened in a place called Murupara, uh, on the way to Murupara. It was the uh, Reparoa pub. I got it wrong the other time when I told the story. 1970. My brother was 16. His best friend was 16. And uh, they were driving the car you allowed to drive then at 15. Uh, and they were driving up to, uh, to uh, Murupara, where my sister, who's 21 with her friend Delwyn they were both dental nurses. And my sister was a dental nurse in Murupara, she was sole charge up there. And this drunk uh, converted a car and came out of the Murupara pub and uh, crashed into them. And uh, then he ran away from the scene. Uh, now, and the cop was a Mari cop. And um he, he got he got let off with so much. Man, he got let off so much. You know what he got for that? He killed one boy, sixteen year old boy. I really struggle talking about it. I do. But um you know you know what he got? Nine months cancellation. This bastard got nine months cancellation, a hundred and fifty dollar fine. Okay, it was nineteen seventy one I think by the time the court case. Happened, but oh, I might have been the end of seventy. But you know I think I got a ticket once I think when I first got my licence I was fifteen or sixteen, I got a ticket for doing something. Some pommy cop gave me a ticket. And I got nine months cancellation. <laughs> what do I do? Nothing much, really. Going a little bit fast, coming from a hundred kilometer into a fifty kilometer area as I crossed through, just out to get me. Just sort of hiding there like a snake in the grass. <laughs> but um They look after each other, boy, they're closed ranks. Look at Baby Roo, that thing there, they're closed ranks. The violent minority, that's what we are. That's what we've got here in this country. And they've tried to take it over. And the communists that have been running the country, and it's as though the communists are still running the country. I don't think the National Party, I don't think the coalition are actually running the country. You know who thinks running it? The deep state. Who would that be? Well, I think that we've got all these people that are from United Nations that are running our, our government departments. I think they run the country, and I think they just tell whoever whatever color's in it's blues turn It's your turn now for three years, or can we extend it to four please? Oh okay, all right, we'll let you do that yeah, that will be easier actually faster then we don't have to induct all the newbies in all, they all many of them come from the United Nations, and most of them are leftists you know they 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 want to destroy the they did, they want to destroy our state, our national state, take away they're doing it through the kids they do it through the um through the government departments, that's the deep state. State that's what who that's who runs it. The other thing they're doing, I was talking to someone yesterday. It seems as though that the the uh, the globalists are almost bypassing you know the um, the the main government and going through the individual councils and trying to get them trying to sort of like place their people there. Very clever, isn't it? Very clever it is. So John Tamahiri calling for violence. Because that was what the whole thing was about. But then he said, oh, no, national protest, and I've got, I'm have got i allowed to protest. But it, it does include... And, you know, yeah, that's going to really piss people off. It, you know. And, and so they're directing it at ordinary New Zealanders, taxpayers, that are on their way to work, that have got appointments, that, you know, they have to get up... So, because we've got so many people imported into our country, we've got so many cars on the road, because we've got too many people without having a proper infrastructure, we haven't thought ahead. We've had all these half-witch thinking about other things that people don't want to use like cycle lanes. <laughs> we'll be using cycle lanes. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry, boy. I tell you what, when they do the electoral fraud in 2026 and Labour get back in again, ah, <laughs> oh, that probably won't happen. I think what will happen is the, uh, the fascists has now taken over, haven't they? The fascists will be running the country for the next four years, probably five years anyway. What do you think, Klaus?
9: We all know But still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. We've been planning it. The COVID-19 crisis Mm. would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack, mm. to use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential
7: cyber pandemic. Now nah, you bastard! Yeah, yeah. His father was a Nazi. He's a Nazi. he wants to bring in the Fourth Reich anyway, let's get back to the Maori protesting. The Maoris here. What have we got? Motorists are being advised to prepare for disruptions across the country today as the Maori party plans protests against the newly formed government's politi- policies. The Maori party is calling I mean it says here to party Maori, but why, why would I have to speak speaking what you know the Maori party what are they, they've called it, they've changed it around so they've put the it's the. Party Maori basically uh, the Maori Party is calling on the community to join in and taking a stand. Piss off, we've got work to do. In a social media post on Monday, Māori Party issued a nationwide call to action. It's going to be scheduled for Tuesday. Today, the National Action Day aligns with the opening of the fifty fourth term of government, where all MPs are required to swear an oath. Of allegiance to the king, I thought they already did that last week. I heard them. were well, they on the radio? Oh if it was on the radio. it must be true. The action comes in response to a raft of co-governance-related policy announcements last week by the new national led coalition. Is it led by the national or was it led by New Zealand first? <laughs> could be led. What are you What are you doing, Winston? Why didn't you why weren't you there supporting Barry Young, New Zealand's hero? That's uh, that's unveiled really, hasn't he? He's unveiled the vax murderers on in the last party. They're all out now, they're all running like rats from the sinking ship. Anyway, back to the Mary News. Some of the policies include scrapping T R K Y order. What the heck is that? <laughs> what the heck? This is people just scratch their heads and go, "What the heck is that?" The other five, six of the country. They just laugh at this. They laugh at the Radio New Zealand and all the woke media that have, that have uh, I don't know, signed... What have they done? Why would they do this? Why would you do this to us? Did the government make you? I think they did. I think the government made you. I think that might have been part of the bribe, was it? Part of the 55 million that you've got to mention all the Maori words that nobody knows what you're talking about. I thought communication... I thought, you know, the media was supposed to communicate to us so that we could... Most of the, the majority... Could um, understand what's going on, Tiaka? Why? Well, it's, they say fi Tiwaka fi order. What is that? Oh, marry health authority. Oh, piss off! You're not having one of those. We have to pay for it. You can get stuffed. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that anyway. That's good. So they're not doing that. So yay, yay, yay! The fascists have decided they're not going to um, go down the marry track. Gosh, that phone's getting a bit hot. Getting a bit hot under my on under the palm or is it my hand getting hot? Am I getting hot? Under the collar, perhaps. Hot under the collar. Just sixteen months after its establishment, the yeah, and what a disaster that was. The proposal of the treaty principles bullshit. Nowhere in the treaty does it talk about <laughs> you having your own health authority. It says, Our queen takes all your land. You can have your fishing grounds and you grow your grow your um um potatoes. <laughs> your sweet potatoes. <laughs> you can grow them. You can go and fish. You can do all that stuff if you want. You can live. You can live in your Stone Age culture if you want to. But if you want to live in our culture, yep, come on in. You're welcome. That's what the treaty was all about. We'll give you not only that. We'll give you the same rights and freedoms as 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 ordinary um, subjects. We were called back then, weren't we? Yep, yep. It was good. Nothing like a good colony to bring you out of the dark ages and into the light. That's why a prominent Maori... Wanted to ban Maori language in schools in the 18 1860s. Get rid of it. Why? Oh, because it's no no good. Wait, I want you. To, they they lobbied Takamawana, a Maori MP. They lobbied him and others to have it made illegal for kids to speak Maori in class. Because the little shits, what they were doing is they're speaking away in Maori, and the teachers didn't know what they were talking about, and they're being disrespectful as well. It was, uh, it was quite bad. And, Mar- and the Maori elders, the ones that, that were thinking, were well, not like the half-wits we've got today, they could see that, that uh, this is a backward step. We need our kids to learn English. This is the, this is the, uh, the language of the future. And uh, we want them to be successful. And many of them were very successful. And they could all speak fluent English. I mean, look at Tarapa, his son, Tamihana. He was educated in a Protestant mission school. He could speak. Gosh, he speaks better than I do. His um, his written language was phenomenal, better than better than anyone. I I would say most people today. He would be ninety percent better than most people. Probably. Oh, gosh, they wouldn't even get get near him. If you if you read one of his books, this is Tommy Hana Tarapraha, the Cannibal's Son. I wonder if his son his son became a Christian. Him and his cousin, they went off and apologized went back to a very dangerous part of the South Island, taking little Bible tracts and bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. The Maoris were the greatest um, missionaries this country's ever seen. Far greater. We had far more Maori missionaries They went all over the place. And then when they became Christians, they went. They even traveled to the islands and traveled overseas to the heathens. <laughs> I became a Christian through a Maori, Brother John Cormony. Now with the Lord, he was a kaumātua. Very prominent Māori. And, uh, yeah, it's wonderful how it just turns around like that, isn't it? So me, this little Pākehā boy, this little white fella, was sitting in a, I think it was about 1970, and I was sitting in a meeting, in a big tent meeting we had at Mount Monganui at a Christian camp our family used to go to every year, and they brought in John Comany. And he was a former New Zealand Defence Force Uh, Personnel. I don't know what his rank was, but he had a he had a career there, going very well, and he decided to throw it in, and become a full-time evangelist. And boy, he convinced me. He scared the he scared the (laughs) he scared the hell out of me. He was so powerful, such a good orator, and um, yeah, that's how I became a Christian. I believe. What's a Christian? The Pope says he's a Christian. 24 to 6. We'll have TNT Radio News at 6 too, by the way. Um, the Pope says he's a Christian. Is he a Christian? Is that What it, What does it mean to be a Christian? To keep the sacraments of the Roman Catholic Church? Does that make you? Baptism as a baby? What do they call that? Christening. Pagans used to do that. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah, 5,000 years ago they used to do that. In Babylon, christen the babies. Give each other gifts of eggs. At Easter time, Ishtate. Worshipping the Queen of Heaven. Oh, what about the Mormons? what do they think? Well, they think that Jesus and the devil are brothers. Would that be um is that Christianity? What does the Bible say about that? certainly not. Hebrews chapter one says he's not an angel. the devil's an archangel, apparently covering angel a cherub a cherubim that's what he is apparently pretty well thought of until he uh, became a bit proud, diverted the praise away from his creator and God chucked him out he took a third of all the angels in heaven threw them down to the earth that's where they are we're in his territory he runs the show Adam had it for a little while there in the garden probably for about two, two days
3: <laughs>
7: yeah, I'd say so I don't think that, I mean people say oh gosh you know we want to get back to the food that we're eating in the garden of Eden um, I don't think they were there for long <laughs> I don't think they are eating actually they were immortal why would they need to eat I don't think they were. I think their bodies were quite different. After the fall, I think the blood was different. The blood changed. Everything started to die. All the blood changed, apparently, because there was no death. No death at all. Until he listened to his wife. You silly man. Anyway, Grant, get back to the Maori party. Okay, let's get back to the Maori party. So what are they doing? According to the Maori party, their social media posts, the kaupapa. What's that? I don't know. You can look it up on Google. Should we Google it? No, I haven't got time. The cow see, because we don't know what, what the heck is that cow And why should we bother learning it? Doesn't no good to us. Five six of the country wouldn't have a clue what that means. I don't know either. Oh, does it mean Action Day? Oh, maybe. Just read on. It's to demonstrate the beginning of the unified Aotearoa. Where the heck's Aotearoa? Do you know that was invented by Europeans? Maori never called this country Aotearoa. It's just an invented term. Just another distraction. And silly, married. I don't know why they'd believe it. Why would you believe that? There's no way you called it Aotearoa. Just invented, invented term, a mythical term, Aotearoa. No, and where's that? And why is the why is the media? And why is the state-run media, which we pay for with our tax money, why are they using these terms? We didn't vote on this. Where was the vote? At least we had a vote for the flag. We threw that out, though, didn't it? Cost us, though. <laughs> we had to vote for whether we want a flag or not, and it cost us $26, $27 billion or something. That was John Key trying to get rid of the king, the queen at the time. Now, um, so this is the approach to the government, the assault on the Tangata Whenua. What the heck's that mean? I don't know. And the, what is this? Titi o Waitangi, which I suppose that means, the Treaty of Waitangi. I love it the way they use English, blah, 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 in English, and then shoot into a Maori word, into a foreign word like that. Why don't you just put the whole thing in Maori? <laughs> then we'd then we'd be forced to learn it, wouldn't we? Well, that's what they're doing. They're actually forcing you to learn their language. That's what they're doing. And the communists love it because it's all about divide and rule. The fascists now, they're in power. They're going to try and stop it, but they don't really care. Klaus doesn't care whether you're a fascist or a whatever it is, whether you're a, a Nazi or a, um, a communist. He doesn't care. So long as you do what he tells you to do. And um, who runs Klaus? I don't know. I think it's Dr. Roberts Malone. He says it's called Fifth Generation Warfare. We don't know who is actually in charge. It's not Bill Gates, probably. No, we don't know who it is. We don't know who these people are. Is it Soros? No, probably not. Probably not Klaus. He's just one of the wee cogs. Just another puppet being controlled by a puppeteer. Another puppeteer who's been controlled by another puppeteer. We just don't know. It's called Fifth Generation Warfare. We have no idea. We just call them they. <laughs> Demonstrating the might of the Tangata Whenua and the Tangata Tiri working together. What the heck is that? We have no idea what you're talking about. Most people wouldn't, wouldn't even bother reading this because they just think it's a load of shit and I don't want to know about it because it doesn't affect me. And you're try- What affects me is when I'm on my way to work, I'm running late anyway, and now I'm in gridlock because the bloody Maoris are stopping me from earning a quid, and it just—it just—we all just get pissed off. That's all you're doing. You're not helping. You're not helping at all. All you're doing is you're—you're uh, you're bringing on a bloody civil war. That's what you're doing. And you know what? You'll lose because there's more of us than there is of you. You haven't got a hope. Oh, but they took all the guns off them. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And we've got more, more Māoris in the Defence Force. Oh, yeah, you have too. And, we, and, we, and we've infiltrated We've infiltrated the police force. Oh, yeah, you have too. Oh, yeah, we might be in the poop. You could be right. It could be tricky. Why don't we listen to a lovely a lovely Māori girl? No, she's not Māori. Her name is Kayleigh Bell. She is from the South Island of New Zealand and its Oylans. Uh She's from the South Island and a place called Raumati and this is a lovely song here, and it features Joss Miranda, Kaylee Bell from New Zealand. I think she's sort of early 30s, doing very well. She was on The Voice, and uh, Keith. She, her song was called Keith, and Keith Urban just so happened to be one of the judges. Isn't that lovely? Here she is, Kaylee. Great, wasn't it? That's uh, Kaylee Bell. This it's a good name. K A Y L E E, Kaylee, Kaylee Bell, Kiwi girl doing well over in Nashville, Tennessee. Fantastic. Good on you. Now, yesterday we had police uh, cordoning off parts of Wellington, and uh, but they've lifted it after the suspicious packages left outside Wellington buildings. We'll just have a quick look at that story there. This was yesterday. Have a look at that. Yeah, go. go on then, Grant. Tell us what, what's that about. i just got to stop all the videos playing all over me here. There we go. Stop that. We're over at News Hub. Find them at newshub.co.nz. Police cordon off. Uh, rather, police cordons have been lifted after suspicious packages were left outside two buildings. That was a great smokescreen, wasn't it? While Barry Young, or uh, formerly uh, otherwise known as Winston uh, Smith, was in court at the hearing there. They went and arrested him on Sunday. And uh, put him before the court. They wanted to lock him up. He's um, he's freed at one o'clock today. They uh, wanted to lock him up so that they can um, gather up all the information. Apparently they're frightened. They're frightened that he's that he's spreading misinformation about the COVID, about the murder, the Vax murderers, about the last government, the Vax murderers. <laughs> now the and the news media are saying that he's what is he? They're saying he's just a worker, a, a health worker. No, he's a senior analyst. He actually he actually um, set up. Designed and built the database that ran the whole COVID injection thing, and he see, he sees all the deaths and the injuries. He knows what's going on. He's been he's known what's going on for two years. He's been watching it, looking at it. He's well organised. He knows what he's looking at. Other people from overseas, top people, have been looked at it. They agree. Um. Voices for freedom, what do they come out? They sort of they try they're backing their man, Winston, because um, we're all saying, "Where are you, Winston? Where are you? Liz Gunn's saying, "Come on, Winston. My father did a did you a favor years ago. I helped get you into power with that one stunning interview that I did with you before the election, and now you owe me. You owe New Zealanders. See so here we are. It looks as though there's an apparent vax murderers. Uh, and a, a vax murder has happened that's what that's what John Ansell said. Let's cut to the chase he says it's vax murder that's what's been gone that's what's been unveiled by Barry Young. He's come forward. It's not like he's just one of the workers there. it's his department. He set it up. He built the whole jolly thing and he's, and you know just to think about it, you know I sort of thought, well, why hasn't he come forward earlier well i just thought, i was thinking about it this morning. Blimey. I mean, it's going to cost a fortune to go to court. I mean, they've got one of the top lawyers, his lawyer, which Liz Gunn would have organized, according to John. Um, it's Matthew Haig. I mean, you couldn't get a better lawyer than that. It's going to cost a fortune. I would say that yesterday's hearing probably cost, I don't know, just one hearing would probably cost 30 grand. I don't know. I think so that's what I was quoted on a case that I was take, going to take against the uh, Wangarei police and they attempted to arrest me they said they would arrest me they threatened me with arrest if I didn't stop talking in <laughs> public I thought that was part of the Bill of Rights that we had the right to free, uh, freedom of expression people go on about free speech but it's, it doesn't say speech it says expression any form of expression all forms um, having uh, facial tattoos and walking around that's a form of expression that's that's covered by the Bill of Rights. And silly old Mitchell, the police minister for New Zealand um, National Party, he wants to stop them. They're going to have to put women's makeup on before they can go out in public with their gang tattoos. You're a silly man. Why don't you go and read the Bill of Rights? Why don't... What, I think that... Um, it seems to me that a lot of the politicians, they are just actors. They come in and they have to be taught, taught by the deep state... The bureaucrats have to teach them, and they have to induct them. I know this because I've met quite a few of them. Know th- know some of them quite well. They basically don't care whether it's red or blue. <laughs> they just they do. You do what we tell you to do because we know best. We're unelected officials. We've been sent here. Where was you, Where did you used to work before? Oh, I was at the United Nations. Are oh, we? <laughs> I didn't click actually. The first time I sort of met someone, I spent quite a bit of time with that person. And I didn't click. Very arrogant. It was as though they felt that they controlled the the politicians, and I think they do. Anyway, I've gone off the track a bit. Yeah, so Winston, um, Winston Smith. His real name is Barry, fifty-six year old Barry uh, Barry Young. You know, and his wife was there in the court, and his daughter and others, and he got a standing ovation. And uh, apparently John well, it was packed anyway, the public gallery was packed, so i, I don 't know how many I don't know whether John 's good at counting or not. He reckons there's about 40 people there, but it was packed, and he said there was another, another dozen outside. Uh, standing ovation. Judge said it was wonderful that you have such good great support from uh, far far now, he said, <laughs> family, it's more than family, from the public, because he is a hero. This man needs to be given a medal. What do they do? They lock him up. That's what they do. They lock him up. If you're a truth teller, they don't like you. Yeah. That's what Jesus said, didn't he? He says, you hate me because I tell you the truth. And this guy's telling the truth. He knows. He knows what's going on. And uh, the media, they're all in cahoots with the government because they've been bribed. Of course they have. We know that. We know that now. Even Winston will admit that. But where were you yesterday? You should have made some kind of a statement, Winston, if you really are for the people of New Zealand, if you are for the freedom movement, as you like to say, the 18,000 in your new electorate that you found on the lawns of Parliament in February, March 2022, that the police thugs uh, bashed up and broke broke bones and uh, to move them on, peaceful protesters they were, and uh, they would have gone, they would have left earlier if the politicians had come out, but you all signed a, you signed a pack. You signed a pack that you wouldn't talk to anyone, of, any one of them. And then you went on RCR radio, David Seymour, head of the ACT party, you went on there and you said, oh, no, no, there was one person <laughs> taunting schoolgirls, apparently, <laughs> if you believe that. Uh Anyway, so uh it was outside the Israeli Embassy. It was on Brandon Street. This is the um suspicious package. I wonder who would do that Israeli embassy. Well, it might not just be Muslims now. no Muslim terrorist won't be that no it's these half wits like um John minto he encourages this sort of nonsense. he encourages um violence you know him and him and Tamahiri. they they both encourage violence. Um, because that was what it was about in that interview when Tamahiri was on before. James Shaw was worried. James Shaw's the head of the Green Party here in New Zealand, and he was worried that there's going to be violence. It won't be coming from us. It'll be coming from you Maoris, because you're the violent minority. Let's face it. I just say the stuff we're all thinking. We all know. We all know you are. You commit all the crime, and you're not even Maori. Most of you are about 95% European so what's with that you just got this I think it's just brainwashing in the Marais just brainwashing just, just like in Gaza Strip they're just taught in the Gaza elementary schools they're just taught to hate the Jews kill the Jews kill the Jews they don't want a two state solution they want to kill the Jews get rid of them get rid of them from river to the sea wipe them out when you find a Jew somewhere kill him cut his head off that's what they want that's what they want that's what most of the Palestinians want too that's why they spat on that body ordinary Palestinians who were spitting on that girl that they'd raped and murdered and dragged her corpse through the street through Gaza that German Jewish girl and they all just stood by and watched cheered it was a celebration Douglas Murray said one of them called home and said Dad, I've killed 10 Jews your son has killed 10 Jews with his own hands oh yay Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar I don't want to see I don't want to see any more Muslims coming to this country I think it's a dangerous thing to do to import Muslims into this country anyway and then you've got Muslims are being they're actually converting there's a lot of crime going on with Muslims Roman Catholics and Muslims are two of the two of the worst offenders in our prisons it was always Roman Catholics you know you look back and there were always the Catholics that that filled the prisons and the Roman Catholics filled the media as well that's why we didn't know about it (laughs) oh I don't believe you oh yeah well Mary Peter, Peter Fry, all these Peters. Peter's Josephine. They name their children after the saints, like usually Peter and Mary, uh, sometimes Simon, but usually Teresa's Ther- another Catholic one. And it's quite good because we're able to identify them by their names. <laughs> Peter Peter and Mary. What's another one? Joseph, Joe. So, so Joe Biden, he'll be Roman Catholic. Guarantee it. Anyway, I do. I have sort of wandered around a bit this morning, haven't I? It's five to six. We've got TNT Radio News. We'll have some sense coming on at uh, six. Let's have a look and see if most of the people have left with me waffling on this morning. No, gosh, we've got more now. <laughs> anyway, good idea. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. We have people from all over the show. People from um, the United Kingdom. Even had someone from China. Um, probably next Pat Kiwi working over in China. Maybe I don't know. He's there for a while. Uh, people from the United States, Canada. United States, a few, a few Aussies in there. Quite a lot of us New Zealanders now seem to be tuning in. I don't know why. Uh, it used to be just all Canadians. The majority were Canadians and Americans, but that was when we before I started talking, I suppose. <laughs> now that I talk, uh, the Kiwi's saying, oh, well, listen this, is a, listen, this is half-wit. Yeah, he comes on the radio. He says he's a Christian, but he swears. Yeah, he says piss and, and um, bastard and stuff like that. Terrible, terrible uses. He's terrible Bible words. Uh, yeah, and he says he's a Christian. He runs down all the religions. He says that the Seventh Day Adventists are a cult. <gasps> they are, they're the most dangerous cult. He says that the Roman Catholics is the biggest cult. It's a big cult. It's not Christianity. It's Babylonian goddess worship. That's what he says. Yeah, he says the the um he attacks them all. He attacks the the um uh, what do they call themselves? The um, Latter Day Saints. That's the Mormons. He says that the, the, they say that the devil and, and Jesus are brothers. The Bible doesn't say that, but that's what that's what they tell you. Go and ask a, go and ask a Latter-day Saint. I'm a Latter-day Saint, but I'm not a Mormon. <laughs> what about the Jehovah's Witness? I'm a witness for Jehovah, but I'm not one of those people. They believe that Jesus is another God. They've added an indefinite article in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was a God, small g, and added an a uh in there. Why didn't they say... A. John, A. Jesus, A, <laughs> A. Peter, A. Paul. Why don't they just keep adding indefinite articles? No, they just wanted to bigger up that one, that verse there, because their their doctrine says that Jesus is not God. And Jesus says, except you believe that I am he, Yahweh. That's what that's what God says to uh, Moses uh, out of the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 3, he says, tell them I am sent you I am who I am that's what Jesus said they say who who are you he said I am I am he that's why they took up stones to to stone him because he was saying that he was God and Jesus said except you believe that I am he ye meaning more than one of you you as just one person ye very good isn't it very clever very great the way they use words in that King James book that Bible, that Biblical English ye shall die in your sins if you don't believe that Jesus is God the Father he is rubbish, that's not, he's not he's the Son what it also says, he's the mighty God that's what it says in Isaiah That's that's who Jesus is he's the mighty God in human form he's the Father the Father and the Son are one just like an egg, I'm going down to get some eggs oh, I might not get many, I forgot to lock them in last night, they're naughty, they're laying them somewhere else, I've got three hens and I got two eggs yesterday because I locked them in until midday, gave them some water a bit of food and then I was sure I locked them in the other night, a couple of nights ago and I got down there, there's one egg at least I know because there's no eggs and one, one hen, the black one, she's not laying, so I might wring her neck I'll wring your neck (laughs) give me an egg I'm not feeding you hens unless you give me eggs I want eggs and you've all got to pull your weight I'm a bit like the act party everyone's got to pull their weight that's true I I do agree with that Okay, so I've lost interest in whatever it was I'm talking about Uh, so why don't we um, play a little something and then oh we were talking about the cordons that, that, that amounted to nothing basically police were notified of the packages at about 20 to 2 and then at about 10 to 2 uh, nearby schools were placed in lockdown as a precautionary measure according to police spokesman. Cordon remained in place for several hours uh, at both locations and the New Zealand Defence Force explosives ordinance the EOD they provided assistance to the police that went in there what do they do not going to say uh, police uh, said wider cordon were, had also been put in place as a precaution a News Hub reporter at the scene who just happened to be there said students at Queen Margaret College Queen's Margaret College I thought it was called Queen Margaret College. My grandmother went there. She very wealthy. Uh, she went there. That was a pretty well. That was a good. That was an expensive place to go. Actually, private school just for girls in those days. Queen Margaret. That's where she went to school. I've got a certificate to prove it. Bernice, her name was Bernice. Bernice Humphrey married my grandfather. Uh, Stanley. Was it Stan? Yeah, Stan. Un- not Uncle Stan. Got. An, I've got an Uncle Stan. Uh, Stanley Edwards, Stanley. She, I remember, go, I remember over there visiting. She's lovely. She, she wasn't. She didn't do very well health-wise. She used to rule the whole family from her bed. <laughs> and she'd, we'd come and I'd go there with my friends, David, who was the headmaster's son. My friend David Hoare, and we'd go to uh, Nana and uh, Grandma, and Grand. We used to call them Grandma and Granddad, and, they, and then on my mother's side, that was Nana and Granddad, so that we could differentiate. And uh, I used to love visiting them both, actually. Um, anyway, so we'd go there, and Granddad would make this terrible. It was wonderful, actually, but it was actually shockingly full of sugar. It was a lemon drink, lemonade, and he it was um it was sort of a concentrate, and then he'd add water to it. It was delicious, and he had a lovely big lemon tree as well. And, sh- and anyway, Grandma would say,
10: "Stanley, get the boy a drink."
7: <laughs> I can never forget that. She was so nice. Stanley, get the boy a drink. She ran. She ran that show. Yes, yes. Uh, what did he call her? Uh, grandmother or something, oh, I'm not sure funny isn't it how they, call, they say that grandmother, she's your wife ok, so uh, anyway so nothing happened there yesterday ok, so we've got the uh, Maris, they'll be playing up in another hour they'll be out on the motorways blocking everybody off Uh, So we can't get to work. Now, we're over at News Hub, and we're looking at the headlines there, and we've got Wayne Brown in Transport, Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown. He signals rate rises as annual costs of City Rail Link are revealed. Oh, dear. Not good for Auckland. A massive $220 million. That's how much the City Rail Link will cost Aucklanders each year once it's operational. $220 million. million Oh, God. Gosh, I just about choked. Choked on my own coffee. Some of you be thinking, I wish you would choke. Um, Aucklanders, each year, uh, this is what they have to pay once it gets operational, and that, of course, means uh, future rate rises. Figures have uh, come from a proposal by uh, Mayor Wayne Brown as the council prepares a 10-year budget strategy. Strategy. You're all these words mixed up. Perhaps I've had a stroke. I feel alright, I'll take my pulse. That seems alright. Um, budget strategy. There we are. Strategy. Well, that's a good word. I might write that down. Strategy. Could be a good word. Yeah. It's going to cost $5.5 billion and it has over three kilometers of tunnels. And this is the city rail link. It's set to open in 2026. They're working on it now, I hope. And uh, it's taken more than a decade to construct. Uh, this project, former Councillor Graham East, that's what he says, with an E on the end, like Clark, Clark E, Clark with an E, East with an E, Eastie, and he's long been a- advocating for the potential to double the capacity of the entire rail network, said Eastie, East is probably, uh, a founding member of the campaign to better, for better transport. Uh, is he in the government or is just a campaigner? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's a councillor. There he is, councillor. When it opens in 2026, the city rail link will cost $220 dollars a year. We've said all that, accounting for 10% of annual rates. Far out. So that's um good grief. So they would that would need to go up, starting with a seven and a half percent next year, and then three and a half percent the following year, and then a whopping eight percent in 2026. That's a lot of that is a lot of money going out there wow, yeah, why do we need all this? Why don't we just, why don't we just stop importing all these people and just <laughs> employ our own and just have a lovely little country like the French do? They don't give a toss. They wouldn't care, really, if, we, if the rest of the world didn't exist. I went over to Paris once. When was that? 95 or 96. Of course, it's full of Muslims now. <laughs> it's a very dangerous place to go now. We wouldn't walk at night there. Uh, far out. You would not. And anyway, I could see it happening even then. But... Um, they don't care They back then they didn't care whether you know you existed or not they were just in their own world speaking French if you didn't try and speak French to them, they wouldn't even attempt they all knew English they wouldn't even attempt to speak with you in English unless you gave it a go bonjour oh excusez moi s'il vous plaît they go oh you're, you're English Anglais yeah and they were very good oh they go, <laughs> go oh, I was sitting there you know sitting on the outside on the Champs Elysees um, you know, that's quite expensive <laughs> when you get served out near the curb. Looking at the people, they all love looking at everybody. They love staring at you, staring at people. Just love it. It's not rude over there. They just love staring, just looking at people, wand- wandering up and down. Just love looking at people. And I'd go, oh, cafe au lait, excusez excuse moi, to the waiter, uh, cafe, whatever it is, cafe au, I don't know, cafe. And they go, oh, you'd like a cup of coffee. <laughs> Perfect English. <laughs> But if I'd said, oh, a cup of coffee, they'd go, oh, you know, speaking in their French, I don't know, I only did third form French, I can't remember it much. Um, so this is back to the City Rail Link, so in, it opens in 2026, we know all that's going to cost $220 million a year, not just to get it going, just a year, for, a lot, for how long? Is that every year? When's it going to pull a profit? Uh, I don't know. The council faces looming loss of the regional fuel tax. That's right, because we're taking that off them. We used to fill... It didn't really work anyway. We'd fill up before we hit Auckland, and then drive through Auckland, and then fill up when we got out of it. Anyway, so that's that story. You're slaving over these stories, Grunter. Uh, Luxon responds to the threat of the wave of protest for years as uh, protests for years as the Maori Party reveals the rush hour plans. What does he say? Uh, is he on... Maybe he's on... Oh, he's, this is Lloyd Burr. When did this come out? Oh, that was late last night. So hang on, just get rid of all the videos. Christopher Luxon responds. Um, there could be disruptions across the North Island today. Uh, they've got seven, 17 locations. It's in response to the coalition uh, government's proposals, which are in power now. They have to remove references to the treaty from laws... Yeah, absolutely. Change smoke-free legislation. Really, what are the Maoris worried about that? They like a cigarette. I like a fag. Uh, the anglicised public uh, sector names. That's all they're getting upset about, is it? How dumb. Nationwide Action Day is called on the, um, They've called. what do they call it? They call it the uh, Te Paati Maori TikTok. Oh, I, no. <laughs> is that a Maori word, TikTok? <laughs> TikTok. Tick tock, no, it's not. No, that's what they've put it out on TikTok. I don't even look at TikTok. What's that anyway? TikTok is that something on your phone? Is it um, Kiri Waititi? Uh, who's that? Is that Waititi's wife? Oh, it is yes, it's Raruri's wife. That's the tattooed man with the man with facial decoration, <laughs> desecration. That's his wife. She says, Who's really she said, They're ready to hit the streets. And, a, and, a, um, and, whatever, and hit anyone else that comes and tries to stop them, to protest like you've never seen protests before, she said, in a video. That was on TikTok. The party's calling for people to join the revolution. That's today, Tuesday, their first hit-out. They call it a hit-out. Oh, we shouldn't use violent words like that, love because uh, MPs swear an oath of allegiance to King Charles at Parliament's official opening. Why? They're doing it because they do. Well, they have to, don't they? We live in a constitutional monarchy, apparently. It starts at 7 o'clock, so you've got 50 minutes. So get out now. Go to work now. Don't sit around and have breakfast. Don't fill yourself up with those carbohydrates. <laughs> have, give yourself... What you need to do is have a nice big fat steak now, or some meat with plenty of fat in it. Fry one of those up, and that'll give you the energy. That'll give you the um, the pure... The best would be like like rocket fuel, so that you'll be able to tolerate this Maori bullshit that's going to be in front of you between seven and nine, or just go early. <laughs> Ring the boss and say I'll be in after nine. That's what I'd say. Get staffed. I'm not fighting my way through that. Well, I'm going to be in after nine anyway. <laughs> uh, you should have planned for the Ma- for the Maoris. Oh, should we? All right. And why are we also Why is the police? The police should say no. You're not doing this. You can get stuff. You're not going to disrupt traffic. If I imagine, if I went, if I got organised, what would I call it? The British, um, what would I call it? Colonial colonial um, protests by Grant Edwards. A plan for seven o'clock. We're going to disrupt all the motorways. What are they going to do? Just walk around the motorways, disrupt traffic. Gosh, it's going to upset a lot of people. But that's the whole idea, I suppose. Uh, so they'll do that. And but imagine if I did that. Well, we'd be all arrested, wouldn't they? Lock all us white fellas up. Of course they would. Anyway, Christopher Luxon, what does he say? He says this. Um, they've had a hui. That's a meeting. Christopher Luxon's government is attacking Maori from all sides. Oh, rubbish. You're attacking us. The communists used you. You're, you've been used by the communist globalists to divide your country. That's what's happened. You didn't realize it. Because, and once they've finished with you, just like the devil when he was finished with Judas Iscariot, just went, go and hang yourself. That's what he did. And they'll be the same. When the globalists are finished with you, you'll lose everything. You won't have any land. You'll be living in a, in a, um, a smart city, in a high-rise building, owning nothing and being happy with us. We'll all be living together. All of us. It's just a big melting pot. That's what the devil wants. Yep that's what he wants okay so there's nothing that they're not attacking so we this is what this is what this woman is saying this is what Rauri's wife is saying the man with facial desecration. i wonder if she's got she'll have a little tiki she'll have a little boat car but, uh, what do you call it a little um, barcode on her chin i suppose i haven't seen a picture of her anyway so what does luxon say asked if he was prepared for waves of protest over the coming years luxon said no because I think we can demonstrate to Maori and non maori across New Zealand that we are focused on outcomes. Just as, well, I'm not Prime Minister, isn't it? Very good, out, very, good very sort of schm- schmoozer, isn't he? Just sort of smooths over things. Yes, well, he's got a very slick haircut. Um, he says, I've been clear with New Zealanders, we need a turnaround. Did I just talk right through the flipping news? I did. That was like 12 minutes ago. Oh, it's... Oh, it's just news, isn't it? It's all overseas stuff anyway. When are we going to get some New Zealand news? I'm giving it to you now. Uh, In a statement, police said the demonstrations are likely to disrupt traffic in several centres, and then there's the issue of the parliamentary oath. What about that? All MPs must do it. But like Honi Harawira in 2011, Rawiri Waititi in 2020, the Maori Party, is refusing. Well, then you shouldn't be allowed to go into the parliament. What are, they doing in the, what are they doing in the parliament if they're not going to swear allegiance to the king? Well, it was the queen back then, wasn't it? But they have to. We live in a... This is a state. She's the head of our state. Well, he is now. The king is the head of the state. Or the corporation. I don't know. It depends who you believe. You believe Calvin out <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Maybe it is a corporation. Or is it just the, the corporation for trading? I don't know. I don't know. I've got no idea. I think get rid of the whole laws. Bring in a, um, a republic. That's what we need. We need to all next year um, we, in 2026. We need to all vote for the New Zealand loyal for the for the only party that's going to be for us and not for the globalists. And we need to um, have a, a fully uh, codified constitution, and we need a repu- uh, it needs to be a republic, so that the government set it up so the government can't make laws based on as John Tamahiri says the the uh, tyranny of the majority because it is the majority rules doesn't it and that's not always good that means uh, that's uh, that means the big gang it's, it's um, basically numbers isn't it mathematics so if there's ten of you uh, you you get to um, tell that one person what to do because there's more of you if, if there's three of you even if there's two of you that's the majority so two people can tell one person what to do that's what democracy is and it's wrong, because if two people said, we're going to eat you for lunch, <laughs> that one person, mm, he's, he's in the minority, isn't he? So he, and he gets eaten for lunch. And so you can see what could happen, especially if we import a whole lot of people from different cultures, that uh, they don't have the same values on human life that we do. They might just say, we're going to chop all their hands off if they steal an apple. Chop all their hands off. Chop them off. Or we're going to chop the heads off in public. Because if the majority of people are Muslim in twenty fifty, if they set up their Muslim state, then that will be the majority. If we don't have a constitution set in place, that will be our that that they can do that. Majority rules. The tyranny of the majority. The only thing that I agree with John T. is the is the tyranny of the majority. It not always it's not always tyranny. It depends who you've got. It depends who the majority are. But if you import a whole lot of people from well countries that aren't anything like us, no one, no one asked us who we want to be in 2050. In the 1950s and 60s, you had to be a European or British before you could come to this country. We didn't allow people to come in here from foreign countries. We were, we did we, do you know we owed no money in 1961? We didn't owe anything, and then the man from the World Bank came along otherwise known as the International Monetary Fund well that's what they call it now but it used to be called the World Bank and he came in and he convinced Keith Holyoke, the Prime Minister of the day you need some money, here, have this and you can build all those projects you, you'd love to you can have your name on them all you know, build that new dam borrow some money from us and that was the end of it so we were in the, we were in the blue we didn't have any debt. We owed no money to anybody. anybody We were absolutely debt-free in 1961. And we didn't import a whole lot of foreigners from overseas to do it. No, we imported people from the United Kingdom, from Canada, United States, Europe. They came here, Western Europe, and they built a country. Settlers, they built New Zealand. And so what have we got now coming in? We've got immigrants. They're not settlers. They're not builders. We build the stuff. Our ancestors, our forebears, they built everything. And these people that are coming in, we built the stuff. They they come for our stuff. So we've, we've provided them. Our forebears provided for us, not for some foreigners to come and take over and provide nothing. Why don't you stay in your own country and build the shithole that you've come from? Why don't you build that up? Uh, no, because we're actually over here to take over your country for Allah. Yeah, we've come to take it over. Yes, we're going to turn the New Zealand is going to be a an Islamic state. Mark my words, that's what it's going to be if we keep bringing in these Muslims. Oh, you can't say that on the radio, Grant. Why not? Well, because that's um, homophobic. No, it's not. That's homosexuals. Let me. If I was didn't like homosexuals, I like homosexuals. Just don't like what they do. Homophobic? No, no, you mean, you mean um, transphobic? No, 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 you don't mean that. No, no. What is it now? When you don't like Muslims? I love Muslims. Fantastic, fantastic. I just don't want our country to become an Islamic state. Islamophobic. I think you mean digger. Ah, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to become one of those. Ah anyway so let's get back to the news grant it's 17 minutes past I so just waffled waffle on waffling on here today I don't know I'm feeling a bit lazy today I don't know why it was a, yesterday was a big day for me it was a big day you know I was so disappointed in Winston Peters for not even not even having some kind of a conference saying well uh, I can't actually say anything because it's you know it's before the courts he should have said something he campaigned he actually targeted people like us the freedom movement the truth movement and, um, and all these idiots went out and voted for him people like Cam Slater were pushing for us to vote for Winston what did he do and now I've noticed I've noticed now they're try- they voices for freedom in an email that came out to me it's as though they're trying to cast doubt on Barry Young's uh, data and that and they're protecting their man Winston they're protecting themselves that they made the right decision for voting for Winston for voting for a crook <laughs> we'll see. Oh, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out, won't it? Probably go to jail for seven years for telling the truth. And the the um the media have spun it all off, haven't they? Gosh, you know, just a worker. He's a worker stealing information. No, he's a hero because he's revealed axe murder. Not axe murder, vax murder. I like it. John Ansel came up with that. It rhymes, doesn't it? Axe murderer. Vax murderer. That's what they are. They're vex murderers and we're letting them get away with it. We don't seem to care. I think we play a nice country music country music song. What about that? Uh, okay, we'll do that in a sec.
0: I want to show I want to show some warning signs of a disrespectful wife and just some patterns that I've noticed that you can see in relationships about who runs them. let's let's pull it up.
4: Well, you married?
1: Yeah. No, she's the best. Okay. She's a saint, and she puts up with me. And uh, I actually run jokes by her. Do you really? Yeah. Like, should I say this? Is just this gonna, you know. Nowadays, it's always that. Uh, should I? It's so weird now.
0: Okay. So he's, he admits a couple things. She's a saint, and she puts up. Typically, men with this mindset actually have a wife that is not a saint, and typically degrades him to make him think that he is the problem. And just he doesn't even know he's doing
7: it. I've got so many friends that like that. So many. They think their wife's wonderful wonderful and she's not. She's not, she treats them badly. Some of my friends they can't they can't even have they can't even spend time with me. They can't even go and have a coffee with their mates. Because the wife's wanting to know where they are, what they're doing. All the time, just controlling just controlling females. That's what they are. I love my life, free from all that bullshit. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Don't put up with that crap, guys. You men. Be mean. They don't like it when you pamper to them anyway. They want you to be s- tough and strong. They want you to have a mind of your own. When she says, "Oh no, I, you know, I want you to go and pick up the kids," when you say, "Listen, hey, I, I'm I work. I bring the money, and you go and pick up the kids. You lazy cow." Actually, the kids can work. Walk. Why can't they walk? We used to walk and take the bike. Yeah, we did. 20 past six here at the um, Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards. Uh, This is Margot. Margot, what is it? Looks like Silker or Kilker or something. I don't know. It's called Lowland something.
0: I'll ask you a question. So you have a Muslim husband, right? Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question via you yeah. th- for him. No, if Islam is so fantastic, why do Muslims always flee to Christian countries, I why? tell you why. Because Christian countries or Western countries, to be more precise, yes. tend to send troops to their countries, destroy oh. their homes, oh, and then I push them uh, them out of their neighborhoods. That's why. Because but people- why come to Christian countries? Why not go to Saudi or another Muslim country? Well, because
5: Saudi does uh, Saudi Arabia actively prevents. Uh, Muslim neighbours from uh, going there, and ah,
0: the, the UK government or the US. But why does U- Saudi prevent migrants going there? Look, I'm not an ambassador for the for the Saudi government. No, but Probably I'm asking because why it, come it, to is re- lands? It, it is a repressive government. Isn't it because Christian lands are free and tolerant and open, and isn't that the very thing that Muslims try and change when they arrive in our country? That's my question and my challenge in the <laughs> UK. Oh.
7: Good on you, that's Katie Hopkins, she's great isn't she, old Katie, she says it the way it is 24 minutes past 6 here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant I can't believe all these people listening to me waffling on This is probably the worst breakfast program I've ever done (laughs) I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you I just, um, I don't know, just can't be bothered Yesterday was a hell of a day, Uh, really I really, I'm just so disappointed Winston Peters I've got no idea. I want your thoughts to go out, your thoughts and prayers to go out for Liz Gunn right now. She's a heroine, the leader of the New Zealand First Party. I don't know whether they've got her yet, whether they'll arrest her. Probably they will if they could find her. Uh, I think she's in communicado. No one knows what she's doing. No one's had any communication with her whatsoever Uh, until the whole thing sort of blows over, I suppose. I don't know. It's like she's a fugitive for telling the truth, for being a journalist and doing the truth handed it on a platter to Winston Peters he didn't even return the calls not even return the calls Okay, yeah so that sort of blew blew me away a bit yesterday I I mean John said you know this is the time John Ansell this is the time for Winston Peters to step up but he never stepped up should have done something said something has anyone heard has he said anything about it nothing we had um, I think earlier on it was very interesting because a lot of the reports actually just left all the papers, and it was just left to Radio New Zealand to do just um, to do the report. It was as though the state media was that was their job. They had to do that. It's obviously all in cahoots, aren't they? Absolutely. Okay, we're over at looking at the fair pay agreements and apparently leaked cabinet paper. We're looking at this from a News Hub, and the it says here the leaked cabinet paper reveals workplace relations minister Brooke Van Velden. Is at odds with the official advice, so she's at odds with the globalists, which have infiltrated the bureaucracy, the deep state. They're telling her to do so. It's good if she's at odds. I, I like it because um, basically, what they do is they basically tell you what to say. So she's at odds with them. Gosh, they'll, they'll wear her down. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. She'll, you, she'll, they'll wipe that smile off her face. That's what they do. They, they re, they indoctrinate you. When you become a new politician, you go in there with all. Oh, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to make New Zealand great again and then they indoctrinate you and if you don't do what you're told they make your life uh, an absolute misery that's what I've been told and that's what they do they don't care who, um, who is in power whether it's red or blue or gold who, who would be gold? Mm, New Zealand first? what are they? black or something? I don't know it doesn't matter they're all the, glo- the same globalist vulture I do like that, um, that Sam, Sam Edwards came up with that the globalist vulture that runs the country and they're all just wings on the vulture. And we just vote for the different wings. And then we, we added the tail feathers. And then we put Winston Peters in there. won't well, be hanging on to the talons, I suppose. We're hanging on <laughs> for grim life, <laughs> for grim death. He's actually running the show, uh, I, I think. But he was quiet yesterday, and it was very annoying. Anyway, we'll get back to the story about workplace relations minister. Workplace relations minister, Brooke Van Velden. what does she say? It reveals the move would disproportionately impact women, Maori and Pacifica, and young people, and shows workplace relations minister is at odds with official advice. Yeah, because you people are unelected in the bureaucracy, and you shouldn't be telling uh, your the minister what to do. The minister tells you what to do. But that's not the way they've got it. That's not the way they're doing it, are they? And most people go in there and they just take the advice from these people. Unelected officials... In bureaucracy, the deep state—they—they they could be there for years. I've got this frog that's um, driving me nuts. Just a minute. Right. Okay. Better have another coffee. Um, so, what's happening here? Now it's dubbed the FPA. It's called. It's called the the day fair pay agreement. Uh, agreements were passed. Was a big day for workers. And scrapping the deals dubbed FPAs. And it was a big campaign promise for National. And now it'll, they say that it'll be gone by Christmas as part of the coalition's 100-day plan. It's something that we oppose in opposition. We oppose in opposition, and so did the other parties in the coalition. That's good. That was according to Chris Luxon. But there's been a minor leak about those plans. Um, NewsHub has obtained a cabinet paper and advice from Treasury... That's the deep state, part of the deep state. The two papers uh, show the workplace relations minister, Brooke Van Velden, is ignoring official advice. Treasury told the minister that women, young women, Maori and Pacifica people could have disproportionately benefited from FPAs. But Van Velden told cabinet that she did not believe a blunt tool like FPAs would have been successful. We just don't believe the FPAs are actually good at creating good business environment and therefore good long-term certainty for good employees, said Luxem. Asked if he was worried that a cabinet paper had been leaked, Luxem said he wouldn't get into it as he wasn't aware of it. Uh, is that true? Is that the truth? Mm. Bus drivers, hospitality workers, security workers, uh, cleaners, early childhood workers and supermarket staff... Are uh, all FPAs, they, rather they had all the FPAs uh, already approved, and on the whole, the FPAs were expected to boost wages up by 600 million a year. They use these big figures, doesn't mean anything to us. 600 million was that five cents <laughs> in your pay packet, $2. There's hundreds of thousands of workers, and the official advice that we're taking uh, is um, that there's hundreds of millions of dollars would have been lost from them. Said the Council of Trade Unions representative Richard Wagstaff. The leaked Treasury advice did some employers. Oh, now the leaked Treasury advice did say some employers stand to benefit from repealing FPAs as they now face lower wage costs. There we are. Van Velden also told her cabinet colleagues there had been consultation with the Council of Trade Unions and Business New Zealand, while Treasury said there had been no consultation. So who's telling the truth? But while NewsHub's has confirmed Business New Zealand was consulted, the unions weren't. It reveals a lot about the character and the priorities of this government. See, said Wagstaff, uh, in the in a cost of living crisis, that they say that they're going to resolve. They're deliberately going after the wages and conditions of poor and vulnerable workers. Listen, if you if the, if the employers can't afford to uh, run their business. You're not you're gonna be out of a job and you'll be on the dole, won't you? It's a boring story and I, I don't want to keep reading it. What else have we got happening here? Most racist in the decade. New Maori MPs pledged to fight harmful coalition government. There we are. And the and so that's what they're gonna do. The Maoris are at war with us now. The civil war has started. It started in the newspapers and the it's as though it's to me it's as though the media are at war with the coalition as well. So we've got the delays today. So that'll be happening when, what, it to be up 6. Gosh, this morning's dragging, isn't it? Uh, so there we are. There's nothing really happening. So what are the main stories? Luxor responds to a threat wave of protests for, over the Maori party, blah, blah, blah. starts at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we've got most Maoris, uh, most racists, uh, rather, um, this is the Maori pledge. They say they've pledged to, to uh, fight the, the harmful coalition. Uh, the, the coalition is the most racist. No, they're not. They're just not taking any bullshit from you, Maris, that's anymore. That's not, we've had enough of you. We've had a guts full. The rest of the country have had a guts full, you just want to get on with it. And you've just got to tow the line and be one of us. That's what the treaty was all about. Don't try and rewrite, don't try and imagine it means something that it doesn't. Basically means we're all together. We're one people. That's what Rob Muldoon used to say. Wayne Brown, he signaled rate rises. That these are these are all the stories. Should we just play music this morning? May as well. I'm sick of talking. I don't know about you. I can't believe there's so many people listening uh, to me rapping on. I'm going to play a song, and um, let's do that. Let's let's play a song after this.
4: The war in Syria, half a million dead and counting. In Yemen, Sudan, millions have died. Lebanon, Libya, Pakistan. Of the 50-plus Muslim countries, hardly any have democracy. The Muslim world is extremely violent to one another and to non-Muslims. In many ways, the Muslim world today is where the Christian world was 400 years ago. Think about it. There are millions of dedicated Catholics, and there are millions of Protestants. 400 years ago, they were killing each other. Today, even though they still believe in different things, Protestants and Catholics have stopped using violence. This is not the case in the Muslim world. There is no
9: scenario in the heads of the Palestinian Authority or of Hamas in which One Jew is allowed to live in the Palestinian state. So if from the river to the sea a Palestinian state is created, it will mean either the eradication of all Jews in Israel or the displacement of all Jews in Israel, which means carting out every Jew from their historic homeland and either killing them or sending them somewhere else. And that would be done in the name of being anti-Nazi.
7: 2727 here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with me, Grant. I think, I've had, I think I've had a stroke. I think so. I think I've had a stroke. They happen to all people. Girl, you know I love talking to you on the phone.
10: I could listen to your sweet voice all night long. Sometimes I can get by with the sweet dreams, baby. Good night. But this time, well, I don't want to spend it long.
3: so I'm coming over. I hope it's right. Listen to me,
1: pull your Look out your
7: see- I don't want to know that you're coming over to her place. You're, I, I, I don't know. What is wrong with country music at the moment? I'm coming over to your place. Are you married to her? Well, you shouldn't be coming over. Does her father know that you're coming over? What's she doing, allowing you to come over if you're not married? Going to see you tonight. Going to come over. No way. I'm not having fornication on my program. I'm I'm gonna delete all this rubbish all this rubbish that I've got I'm playing here. Let's find a song that's wholesome. Paul Kelly To her door I don't know, maybe that's not. I used to just like the music and then when you start listening, you start listening to the words and you think far out this is filthy. One of them um he was shagging some girl on the tailgate of his truck. Well I deleted him as soon as I heard the words. See, that's the trouble you know you sing along to these songs you don't realize what you're singing um it's uh it's not good is it um let's have a proper love song uh here we go uh, yeah this is a proper love song
5: it's a love song uh, for people who have been in love a long time as opposed to people who have first met which are most love songs get kind of tedious when you're listening to them if you're in a long-term relationship even when you meet your friend and he's telling you about how wonderful this girl is and they've met and she's the one for me and she's so much fun and really listens understands me and you're going yeah we know we know it's called love you'll get over it <laughs> and when you do come back to me then then we'll see how wonderful she is those are the love songs for people who've been together for a long time. It's got a little bit of a country feel. Here we go.
10: Being with you is like being alone, except
7: you're here.
5: <laughs> Cause we don't talk anymore. Thank God. Sometimes you talk to me When we're watching TV But I don't listen It's not that I don't love you It's just hard to keep up that Level of enthusiasm But I'd like to thank you For doing all my washing you're really good at tidying up.
10: There's no way I could have done all that ironing.
5: And I love it when you shut up. <laughs> but when your friends come over, They don't realize that there is two of you, one of them is nice, while the other one
7: is a psycho. Oh, there we go. There's 22 minutes to 7. We will have we will have TNT Radio News at 7 this time. I'll try not to talk through it. <laughs> Normally I might miss it by oh, a, half, a couple of minutes or half a minute or something, or 30 seconds. It was a full 12 minutes. <laughs> just got preoccupied. OK, well, we're over at News Hub there and here. And uh, what have I got here? We've got this, um, but not too good here. Auckland's Massey High School classroom block destroyed in fire. Large blaze in, this, in central Christchurch. So we've got... Two stories have just come out in the last couple of minutes. We've got Andrew Hallberg and uh, Mitchell Mitchell Redman are the reporters here. And a three-story classroom block at an Auckland high school has been destroyed by a large fire with dozens, as opposed to a small fire, a large fire and dozens of firefighters fighting the blaze overnight. Emergency services were called to Massey High School Road Buck Road at 11 o'clock last night. And the uh, it was a very large building. It had gone up in flames. Oh, it doesn't look very good. It looks nasty. Good photography there. News Hub photographers out there taking the shots. Fire and Emergency New Zealand said it res- uh, responded to over 20, wow, with over 20 vehicles, including nine fire trucks, two ladder trucks, nine support vehicles, with the blaze eventually being contained after midnight, so it took them an hour to get the jolly thing under control. Massey High School said some of its junior activities will be impacted with students not involved in off site activities. They're told to stay home. Uh, cause of the blaze not yet known. No injuries have been reported. A notice to the school's website said that the school would be closed on Tuesday, today, as there's no power. A uh, Principal Alistair, Fe- uh, Alistair Fairley, Alistair, mm, Alistair Fairley. Uh, thanks to firefighters and the police for the efforts in battling the blaze, and the Ministry of Education representatives who arrived on the scene at two a.m. to discuss plans for Tuesday. Isn't that good? Very nice. Uh, at this state, that's great, isn't it? The New Party Ministry of Education. That's the deep state. They're the ones that helped give us the Aotearoa word. It was the Ministry of Education? <laughs> Truly really was. You don't believe me. Oh, it's true. I'll, 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 I'll prove it one day. Just hang on. Just stay with me and um, keep listening, and I'll bring it up. I'll, re- I'll, I'll give you the information. That it was just an all-invented term, the Aotearoa nonsense. Anyway, um, so at this stage, the power to the school has been cut, and I must have done it on purpose. I suppose that's a sensible thing to do. It will remain off until the affected block can be isolated from the grid, according to the notice. Fire crews will also continue with their work to ensure that the block is fully d- extinguished, and yeah, because they can just carry on, especially if it's a bit windy. Man, when I light fires here on the farm, oh, sometimes I go for days. You know, you go back there and just stoke her up again. Uh, meanwhile, an investigation will get underway in the Christchurch, in Christchurch, uh, with the Tuesday morning. Oh, uh, sorry, it's going to get underway this morning following the blaze in the central city on Monday night. So yeah, I didn't even know about that. Fire and emergencies received a multiple call outs. Uh, about the fire in a two-story property in Colombo Street, that's Christchurch isn't it just before 9 o'clock, that was on Monday night and it's understood the building was derelict and popular squatters and uh, there it is there Area Commander Dave Berry told News Hub the fire began on the second floor and was well involved that's what they say, it's well involved uh, when they arrived uh, five separate appliances so it's not a big not as big as the one in Don Buck Road overnight at 11 o'clock last night uh, anyway the appliances were required at the scene and the guards remain in place so, oh they'd be all over now they would have put the fire out now wouldn't they got to put those fires out now uh, where are we now well that was News Hub let's go let's have a little squiz should we look at international news see what's going on there we could look at Israeli news Jerusalem Post what have they got here uh, Columbia School of Social Work student group to host the pro. Listen to this, a pro October the seventh teach-in. See that the the, um, the Jews are telling it the way it is, aren't they? Israel-Hamas war. Zelensky fears Gaza will overshadow Ukraine war. He's worried about that. He needs the money. The actor needs the money. He is an actor and he's on drugs. Did you know that? Yeah. I know. Where? Did, how did you learn that? Oh, I was watching CounterSpin Media. They said he. They said um, they interviewed Scott Ritter. Uh, Scott Ritter was locked up for ten years, though, for fiddling or something. I don't know. But that probably trumped up charges. I think. That, I think that the the team at CounterSpin Media uh, believe that that was all trumped up. He was a weapons inspector, I think. And um, yeah, with the U.S. government, and then he became a whistleblower and they'll put him in jail, just like they're going to do with um, the one that's out on bail at the moment. He come, he comes out today, and you all need to be there in Wellington when he gets out of jail, wherever, wherever they're holding him. Uh, this is Barry Young, otherwise known. Liz Gunn called him um, Winston, Winston Smith. He's the one that's um, unveiled, that's revealed. He was the senior, a senior analyst for the government. He designed the data, um, you know, collection the data system he'd been working on it since 2018 <laughs> it's <was> almost pre-planned <laughs> they knew what was coming they got him into work on it and then he saw so many deaths he could see it you know like 30 percent 30 percent of in some vax areas um some stations. i think one in four people are de- were dead after being vaccinated at particular clinics around the country I think it got up to about thirty percent in some some places. So some of those jabs were death jabs. So it's vax murder. That's what it is. John Ansell called it vax murder. He's very good with words. Vax murder rhymes with axe murderer. And that's what the government has been. That's what the last government was doing. And this government were, were going to be even worse. Mm, they were. I mean, Winston said he you know wanted everyone to get their certificate and jab, get their um, you know the vaccination certificate or whatever they call it. They're COVID nineteen, which is um what does it stand for now? COVID. I used to know the acronym. That was um Certificate of Vaccination ID. <laughs> I think they're just laughing at us, aren't they? It's a coronavirus, it's cold, it's not even a virus. It's just your your body getting rid of toxins. Just the dead matter. You get crook, probably from your vaccines that you've had your childhood vaccines, keep you keep your crook. Just go and eat some meat, just eat meat for a while. I guarantee you eat meat for a month and you and you'll think, "Gosh, I feel better." People that I know they tell me that they feel mentally and emotionally happier better they can they can have all sorts of stuff thrown at them during the day, and they seem to be able to cope because they just eat a carnivore diet and a carnivore diet isn't just all meat; a carnivore diet includes um, uh, you know fish, tuna um, cheese. Milk, yogurt. You just got to lay off the. I mean, try and get the yogurt that's not that's unsweetened, <laughs> and then just add some jam with it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I used to do. No wonder I was fat. I was. I mean, only five foot. I don't know, eight or something. And I was weighing. I nearly weighed. I. I almost got up to eighty eight kgs. That's how heavy I was. And then I just started eating meat. I was just eating mince meat. <laughs> just mince meat. <laughs> oh, I had the odd steak. But lots of mince meat. Got the butcher to add more fat to it because you need more fat. Fat's really important. And I just started eating this, and within three months I went down to seventy kgs. And then I think I got down to sixty-eight, and the kids said, "Oh, Dad, 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 stop!" <laughs> so now I sort of film. I Now I eat it. You know, I was probably wasn't eating quite enough, uh, but it's very healthy, very fit. And then you just sort of you just sort of like this wrinkled. This wrinkled carcass, just sort of standing there with all these sort of waves of skin just like hanging off you, because all the fat's gone. <laughs> That's what happens. You let yourself get fat. You need a, you need to have a, you know, a tuck and whatever it is. You know, go and have some surgery. I think to get rid of it. I'm not too bad, you know. Doing a few push ups and stuff now. I thought I'll wait. I remember a guy who said, "No, no," he says, "You're overweight. You're too fat." My doctor said I was obese, and he was a big fat bastard. I don't know why he was calling me obese. He was fatter than me, um, my Indian doctor. Um, he's the homeopath I used to go to. He's actually a qualified doctor, but he's a homeopath as well. Uh, but anyway, um, so I went from 88, I think 87, sort of hovering around 86, 87. But I got up to 88. I thought, oh, far out. Looking a bit plump in the face. A bit porky. You know, when you wear your shirt on the outside of your jeans. You know, all, all us old guys, we wear our shirt. We let it hang over, so you don't quite see the pot belly which is not caused by drinking beer, because I tell you what, I, I carried on drinking beer. I was drinking a bottle a day, you know, a decent-sized bottle, one of those 750ml ones. Sometimes I drink two, and I still kept losing weight. So that was the only carbohydrates that I had was beer. And um, I went down to 70. And now, I'm not sure what I am now. I think I'm eating a bit more now, because I'm, 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 I'm sure that I'm having over a kg of minced meat every day. I have, and I'll, sometimes I'll have a, yeah, I, w- I would say with the steak as well, I'm probably having one, 1.1, 1.2 kgs of meat every day. You think, where does it go? You know the lies they used to tell us about eating too much meat? It's just lies. It's nonsense. Everything's better. Everything's working better. I used to have what they call athlete's foot. Had it for years. Couldn't get rid of it. And I knew. Being a homeopath, being trained in homeopathy from the New Zealand School of Homeopathic Medicine, I knew back then, oh, there's a rabbit. Oh, two big rabbits. Am I allowed to go and shoot them? One of them's a bit small. The other one's a good size. I could do that. Let me play a song Well, I go, because I feel like a rabbit, and then I'll come back and tell you about uh, something else. I'll just play something long. What have we got here? Um. Oh, why don't I play what I, why don't you have a listen to what I was talking about yesterday? Let's do that. Um, because I was far more coherent oh where's it all gone, oh I know I've put it in um we've got news coming up oh don't go away, Where do oh they're there ok alright, I'll get these rabbits I'll get the big one if I can I'll put two shots in the shotgun and try and get them both now, um, so, oh gosh what would, what would it be under uh, it was me talking about yesterday, It was it New Zealand vax murder I suppose oh here we go, yeah, so this will this will take us up to the news uh, I may have to shorten it, but have a listen to this. All right, that is the uh, the wonderful Catherine Tate there with um. Well, <laughs> I didn't get to hear that because I've had a very important call, and I'll go and shoot the rabbit. From uh, former ad man, in fact, I think he still is an advertising man, award-winning advertising man, John Ansell. Hi, John. Thanks for calling. How are you?
5: Hi, Grant. Yeah, well, I'm good. I'm I'm uh, inspired by the that heroic whistleblower. Mm uh and i'm going over the hill to from uh, the wire to wellington to stand with him right and uh or well, at least somewhere near him excellent and uh because he 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 is inspiring a a, a planet really and it's also bringing out the enemy within Yes. Uh, it's it's very unfortunate that there was a group of people that had the critical faculty to see and avoid the dangers of a toxic vaccine, but they, they But some of these people lacked the ethical faculty to avoid the dangers of a toxic politician or two, and. You know, the people that voted for New Zealand first, it's going to be a very big day for them today because it's going to be a day where we find out whether their saviour, Winston, the Lord Winston Peters, is a crook, as I think he is, or is prepared to do the hard thing and break the habit of a lifetime by standing up with this man. He's a lawyer, after all. Uh... He has the skills, I'm not saying in court, but he he knows how to play the system. He knows this man is innocent. Well, he's possibly not innocent of what they're charging him with, which I don't know, but it's possibly, you know... uh, theft as a servant
7: or something. I've got the report here from Radio New Zealand. I can quickly just fill you in, give you a paragraph of that if you like, so you know what the latest is. Uh, Police have arrested a man accused of leaking large amounts of Tiwatu Ora vaccination data online. The 56-year-old man has been charged with accessing a computer system for dishonest purposes. He will appear in the Wellington District Court on Monday, which is today, in a statement on Thursday, Chief Executive Margie Arpa said the individual downloaded a large amount of vaccine-related information and published it on an overseas website. The person has no clinical background or expert at vaccine knowledge and appeared to be trying to spread misinformation. She said the data appeared to have been anonymized She said so so far, no personal information has is, be- is believed to have been compromised. Analysis of the released data is ongoing, but work so. So far, has not found any national health index numbers or personally identifiable information. The full context of the breach will still be investigated, she said. Cybersecurity specialists are continuing to scan intensively for any other places where. The information may appear. Tewatu Ora found that New Zealand Health found about found out about the breach on Thursday morning through an email the individual had sent. The public health agency was doing everything it could to respond and safeguard the people's information, according to APA. The data had been taken down from the overseas website. Well, not according to me. I can I'm looking at it on Substack. I can read right. it. Um, I was started to read it when you called. Actually, uh, Re- Employment Relations Authority injunction was preventing it from being. Public. Well, it is published, and I've got the link on our website, which you can find at uh, thewireless.nz. Thewireless.nz. You'll go straight to the Substack one there. And there, I have been when I posted stuff on Facebook about it over the weekend, or when I found out about it. Uh, it's been um, uh, taken down. People say oh, I can't see the link, so I actually pasted it in text over a series of comments so people know what's going on. In addition, the police complaints have been uh, complaints been laid. Uh, An employment investigation is underway and the person is no longer at work, obviously. He wouldn't want to be anyway. And so just all this sort of vaccination is safe and effective, they've said, and everyone should keep up to date with their shots to protect themselves, their family and their – of course, they didn't say family, did they? – and their uh, communities. And so there you go, still pushing that jab, which has caused, what is it, about 50, 50 people a day being slaughtered with it, and 13 times the death rate from New Zealand soldiers at Gallipoli during World War I. Unbelievable, and it's been covered up. This guy is a hero, and he's been treated as a criminal.
5: Yeah, I mean, to cut to the chase, what he has published is evidence of state Vax murder. State uh, yep. vax murder. The state, the agents of the state, which evidently include the new government because they have had him arrested, are uh, vax murderers. That is his crime, exposing vax murder by government. You know, this is what we've got to get. It's, it's how you use the words. They've used the words to make him uh, out to be a reprehensible breacher of uh, personal information, which mm. of course he's not because uh, they have gone to great lengths to anonymize the information. Mm. But what they, what he, what he has exposed, this heroic man, is such evidence as at one VAC center. In Invercargill, 51, I think it is, people were vaxxed in a two-hour period, and all of them are now dead.
7: Yep, I've got that information here from Substack. That
5: is what we're talking about. That is what he is putting out. Yep. That is what they're covering up. That is why they're arresting people, because they stupidly think that they're going to get away with that. Even if they got away with it in this lifetime, it would be one hell of an afterlife,
7: wouldn't Mm. it? Unbelievable, isn't it? um, it, Um, They won't won't
5: get away with it in this lifetime. They won't get away with it this week (laughs) Or, or even today.
7: I can Um, confirm what you've just said. It says that one particular vaccination centre in Invercargill, 51 people were vaccinated within the space of just two hours. All 51 are now dead. Out of 837 people who were vaccinated at another vaccination centre, 253 of them are now dead. 30% of everyone who was vaccinated at that centre are now dead at another vaccination centre 923 people vaccinated there 276 are now dead and there were numerous vaccination centres around the country that had mortality rates at this sort of level 30%. This is compared to the normal average mortality rate of just 0.75%, which is what we should be seeing. The data also shows how many fatalities were linked to each individual vaccinator. One vaccinator had a mortality rate of 25%. So it's one in four people they were killing with their deadly yeah, jams.
5: paid. they were paid $300 per stab wow. to kill those people. So I don't hold. The, the the hero of the hour, the whistleblower the other the other hero being Liz Gunn, uh, who is in hiding I don't like to say hiding so much because she's not a hider, but she has to take refuge in an undisclosed location away from uh, digital communication just for her own protection now.
7: Yes, and so she can tell us what's going on. I suppose, yeah. although she's there'd be probably she's incommunicado, but she because of the yeah. um, because of that. I yeah. think,
5: I think so. But you know, this the is taking a softer approach to the vax as I call them. But they knew what they were doing. They took money to kill people, knowing that they would be killing some of the people that they. Faux, faux vaccinated, faux F A U X. They they supposedly vaccinated, but everybody knows it's not a vaccine. And uh, so he he takes a sympathetic view and says, "Oh, they wouldn't have known. Well, if they had a if curi- a critical faculty, they would have found out." Anyway, mm. let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see this guy. I want to shake his hand. I want to buy him lunch if I can. Um,
7: well, it sounds like he's and, incarcerated, isn't it? Like he's um, he's well, been arrested.
5: In the Mike B article that appeared on Counterspin, I think it was Counterspin, he says he's locked up. Hmm. But I don't know if that's just him extrapolating being arrested uh, with with imprisonment. I don't know that everyone that gets arrested gets locked up in the police cells. But I don't know. We'll find out soon. Um, Um, And the, and the the Blue Power Gang will be there. force, perhaps. Mm. Uh, Perhaps they'll take an interest in those of us who turn up to support him. Perhaps they'll arrest us.
7: Oh, they might do. They'll be out with the cameras anyway, taking photographs of everybody Mm, as they do.
5: I'll be asking them why they why they are why they are running interference for a vax murderer. Mm. (laughs) You know. Um, You know, but this is this is what today is. We've got to do something for this man. And we've got to identify whether we are one of the ethically challenged, like I'm accusing New Zealand first voters of being. They had a chance to spend the weeks before an election helping to build an honest party with a transparently honest leader. And they chose to back a crook. Now, I could be wrong. That could be proven today. Winston Peters could stand up and explain everything that we've said and maybe explain it to Chris Luxon, because Chris Luxon has blood on his hands uh, because the National Party's position was to was to vaxecute more people faster. Mm. And now Shane, that was their way of opposing Jacinda Ardern, yeah. was to urge... Labour to kill more people faster. I'm just filling in the word.
7: And Winston Peters did the same in 2021. And Seymour. Mm.
5: Yeah, so uh, anyway, this this can be a day of redemption for them, and and I can have to eat humble
1: pie. Let's just see. (laughs) We'll see. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging at the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh,
11: but uh, that's for another conversation. Matthew Russell Lee, Inner City Press, our legal correspondent. Thank you very much for joining us on TNT this week. Definitely, always a pleasure.
2: One day will, one day will be visual. So we'll see.
11: Yeah, and not too far in the future, I think. Uh, that's next up. Matthew Russell Lee, big thank you to uh, Leila Hatoum, investigative journalist from Lebanon, for that great update on the crisis in Gaza in the first hour. And a big thank you to our listeners. Whether you're listening, whether you're watching in Technicolor, we appreciate you here at TNT. Today's News Talk,
1: Patrick Henningsen, your host, signing out. Until then, I'll see you guys on Monday. Same time. Be a part of the conversation and follow TNT Radio on Gab, Getter, and Twitter. Now.
2: TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Amid growing concerns about Ukraine's ability to continue the fight against the much larger Russian military and failures to recapture any meaningful amount of territory from Moscow's army, there are growing whispers in the halls of power in the West about the ex Soviet state's prospects in battling back against its former master. The latest to publicly express concern was NATO chief Jan Stoltenberg, who told German broadcaster Ard, as translated by Politico, that the West should be prepared for bad news without elaborating on exactly what he believes may befall the war-torn country next. The comments from the Norwegian politician came as the Kremlin announced that President Vladimir Putin had ordered the addition of 170,000 extra troops to the Russian armed forces and a move that would take the total strength of the army to over 1.3 million. A horde of pro Palestinian protesters spewing hateful threats at a Jewish owned falafel shop in Philadelphia was put on notice by Pennsylvania's governor after their blatant act of anti Semitism. Governor Josh Shapiro's rebuke came after dozens of enraged protesters marched on Goldie's, an Israeli style falafel spot located in Center City, on Sunday night, surrounding the storefront while chanting Goldie, Goldie, you can't hide, we charge you with genocide. Shapiro shared the video of the mob while condemning their brazen threats. Shapiro posted on X, Tonight in Philly we saw a blatant act of anti-Semitism, not a peaceful protest. A restaurant was targeted and mobbed because its owner is Jewish and Israeli. This hate and bigotry is reminiscent of a dark time in history. The Philadelphia chain is owned by Mike Solomonov, an Israeli-born citizen who was raised in Pittsburgh. Indonesia's Mount Merapi in West Sumatra province erupted Sunday, spewing white and gray ash plumes more than 3,000 meters into the air and sending hot ash clouds several miles away. There were no immediate report of casualties. The two routes for climbers were closed after the eruption, and villagers living on the slopes of the mountain were advised to stay three kilometers from the crater's mouth because of potential lava. About 70 climbers started their way up the nearly 2,900-meter mountain on Saturday and became stranded. So far, 28 have been successfully evacuated, with the rest still waiting rescue. A video on social media shows the climbers were evacuated to a shelter, their faces and hair smeared with volcanic dust and rain. U.S. and Japanese divers have discovered wreckage and the remains of five crew members from the U.S. Air Force Osprey aircraft that crashed last week off southwestern Japan. The CV-22 Osprey, carrying eight American personnel, crashed last Wednesday off Yakushima Island during a training mission. The body of one victim was recovered and identified earlier. The Air Force Special Operations Command said two of the five newly located remains have been recovered, but their identities have yet to be determined. The joint U.S.-Japanese search operation is still working to recover the remains of the three other crew members from the wreckage. Republican Arizona candidate Carrie Lake joined Sunday Morning Futures to discuss the impact of the US border crisis.
0: The policy that President Trump had put in and now we're seeing just one day, one morning, Maria, 950 people poured across in the Tucson sector in one morning and 71% were just adults. This is not families coming across and we do have those, but the majority of these people are fighting-age men. We are watching as we're being invaded and and we're seeing a foreign army basically pour across our border. We talk a lot about Biden inflation. We have a Biden invasion happening on the border in Arizona, and it seems like we're not getting any attention from the White House, from D.C. We need to get
1: this border wall completed. This is a TNT radio encore. Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio Interactive live chat room at tntradio.live.
6: Why did God create war? Why does God create murder? Why does God create all the, the horrific things we see in the news, school shootings? Why would God create a mind that acts in that way?
4: No. Well, I think the, the traditional theistic answer to that is the free will defense. It's not that God created those things. He created free agents. Knowing that it was better to create free agents who had the ability to choose and therefore to choose to love him or not Or love each other or not than it was to create puppets, but with that decision to create free moral agents, there was also the risk that people would use that freedom to exploit others.
2: How often does God get blamed by the people who claim not to believe in him for the evils that they themselves are responsible for?
7: That is so true. Six minutes past seven here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards, and we had about another five minutes to go with that little chat that I was having with John Ansel yesterday, so I could play that. I'm also waiting to hear from from Mr. Pierce, uh, gosh, why was his name just to be, a, uh, Justin, Justin Pierce, he's the one that gives Sean Plunkett from the, from the, um, I think I've had a stroke, <laughs> no, uh, Sean Plunkett from the platform, he's give gives him a hard, a hard go, actually, yeah, uh, and Sean can't really answer a lot of the questions, actually, that he gets um, asked by uh, Justin, Justin's very good, so hopefully he might ring up and give me a, give me a rev up, get me going, um, but uh, you yeah, know Justin's very very good and um, I might I might actually we might actually hear from him a bit later on anyway OK let's look at weather well first of all the extremes and Whitianga they're uh, top of the pops of 17.9 is the temperature right now at, um, coming up to 7 minutes past uh, 7 and the lowest temperature is in Te 3.6 degrees for you Ohakia Ohakia Air Force Base is the windiest place 37 kilometres of wind and the wettest place is Napier Airport up on the east I got east and west mixed up yesterday I am definitely thinking something going on with the brain something happening something happening you've got a lunatic you've got a lunatic a moonstruck he's a lunatic running the radio here you're listening you people there's so many of you you're listening you're listening to a lunatic uh, talking on the radio uh, ok so Napier Airport 2 millimeters of rain that's 2 mil- millimeters per hour I would say doesn't seem very much, does it, two millimetres? <laughs> uh, now, should we look at the short forecast or should we whip over to see if... Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's go to Weather Watch with our good friend, uh, Philip Duncan. Uh, marvellous, marvellous chap. And uh, he says that there's a very weak low pressure. It's lingering around the North Island, but it continues to weaken due to the high pressure crossing the South Island today. He says more showers are coming and unfortunately they do linger around the East Cape, Gisborne and the Hawke's Bay area. He says there'll be rainfall totals but they're not huge and um, he says it doesn't take much rain though in those regions because it's pretty soggy already and it doesn't take much rain to cause slips there and uh, so he said the good news is that we're coming to the end of the wet spell uh, so that'll be good and then they'll be all worried about Oh, oh, they'll be worried about not enough water. Just one thing after another, isn't it? You just need to have rain every night and sun all day. That's what we want. When you're on the farm, that's what you're after. Now, he says it's a cold start in Southland. This is Philip. Cold start in Southland and also Fiordland this morning and the nearby regions. Uh, He said even possible frost as well and the pesky, cooler south and southwesterly winds are more usual during the El Nino spring and summer for the lower South Island, he says, but don't be too down. He says, today's highs in Invercargill are going to be around 17 to 18 degrees for you down there in Invercargill, and um, it could be into the low 20s as well, which is not as warm as it was yesterday. That was it yesterday, the day before one of them was quite warm down there. Uh, it could be the low 20s further inland, so the warmer it is going to be inland, but warmer um, elsewhere across New Zealand. Today is a fairly settled day, but a few showers still linger around, especially in the upper North Island. And that would be right, I would think, uh, where there's going to be a couple of heavy inland uh, bits of rain there during the afternoon, and possibly even some thunderstorms as well. There you go. That is the weather. Weather is sorted. I'll be back, and we'll go and have a look at that. We'll just look at the news headlines today. I can't read today. I know there's something wrong with the brain. Uh, it's my vaccine injury. Uh, I, uh, what? Uh, I, uh, what?
11: Uh, I remember oh. being stunned... When uh, people started cursing publicly.
7: People say? started cursing. I've actually made a record. This is a record. It's a recording. You don't believe me, do you? Look. Uh, I'll rewind. I could be a DJ. There you go. Uh, I, 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 I remember being stunned...
11: When uh, people started cursing publicly, having come from a Yeshiva religious background, Ben would have the very similar response, and, and maybe even someone from from a strongly Christian background, that we understood people, say, expletives, et cetera. but that it became normative in society. To me, that was uh, Wilson Jane Q Wilson's uh, Broken Windows. To me, the, the, the holy is the, is the window that's broken. When you break the holy, you don't immediately break the ethical. Mm-hmm. Secular people think we don't need holy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's nonsense. We just need ethics. But mm-hmm. it's not true. That's why I say it protects the ethical. Mm-hmm. Holy, 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 ten commandments.
7: Yeah, that's right. Holy, holy, holy. Uh, But, of course, the Jews, they're keeping the Ten Commandments, aren't they? They haven't, um, you know, the Bible actually doesn't say that. The New Testament's all different for us. Of course, the Seventh-day Adventists, they've got you keeping the law. They they say, well, you only keep nine commandments. Dennis Prager says the same, being a Jew. See, the Seventh-day Adventists, they, they think they're Jews, Old Testament Jews living in the New Testament. They say you believe in Jesus, but you've got to keep the Ten Commandments. And, you know, you can't. No one can. No one can keep them. Everyone, we've all gone out of the way. Eventually, we all do sin. You might go for a week or two, or, you know, a few years even. But eventually, you do break one of those Ten Commandments. And then, if you want to live under the law, well, then it's curtains for you, isn't it? Then you've got to pay for your own sins. The wages of sin is death. But if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ. Now, what does it say now? I think it says, We live by the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I think that's what it says. That's the New Testament. That's basically why it's so different for us. And it's not like we, we go out of our way to ch- try and uh, be good. I mean, listen to me. <laughs> but that's what we live by. We live by the, the law of the Spirit. This is the new law, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So he, we live in him. That's what a New Testament Christian is. We believe that that blood was so pure and so precious that was shed for us 2,000 years ago, that it can wash away our sins. That's what we believe, by faith. And that's what it is. We're not trying to keep all the Ten Commandments. And if you live by the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, if I live more like that, well then I'd be probably a better person. It would just, It would look like on the surface that I was keeping the law. But in actual fact, you're not. We're not supposed to keep certain days. Not in the New Testament. Every day is a day of rest, apparently, according to the New Testament. The New Testament, the new will. That's what a testament is a testamento. So when you die, they look at the will, don't they? Where there's a will, there's a relative. I've got this terrible frog. i will get rid of the Johnny thing. I'll just, I'll be right back. Here's Piers Morgan. I'll be right back. I'll just cough this thing up.
12: In 2008, they rejected it. They have, Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza in 2005, and they did not create a state. In fact, where were you, Cenk, when you say that you care about Palestinian children when Hamas stole... The highest rate of per capita international foreign aid, larger than the Marshall Plan, from Palestinian children, did not build schools for them, did not build hospitals, took all the money to buy bombs and to build a network of tunnels, which is larger than the the New York subway system. Where were you then? Why did you only come up now? In fact, when Bashar al-Assad killed 600,000 children, Arab children, when he gassed them with mustard gas, my organization took out full page New York Times ads to protect them from sarin gas. Where were you then? You don't care about Arab children. You are a Jew hater, defined as someone who only Shut wants to lie up. and say that the Jews you are big genocidaires. And racist. don't try to cancel me and say that I, I shouldn't I be on. Say. You're not you a producer bigot. of this show because you are... Oh, in- uh, you bigot, you
7: racist. Okay, I've, <clears throat> I forgot to cough. What did I do? I put, I put him on so that I could have a cough, cough up a furball. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's what happens when you sleep with a cat. No, <laughs> I haven't got a cat. I wouldn't have a cat. I was talking about something important, wasn't I? And then I've got now. I'm going to talk about a cat and fur balls. All right, but let's let's talk about that. Something important. What was it now? What were we talking about? Um, we were talking about yeah, the New Testament. So the New Testamento. So that's what it is. You see, it's a new will. So when the old when the person dies, when the old the law dies, when you become a Christian, the law dies. Because it's, you're not there anymore. It's like a woman is bound to her husband so long as he liveth. When he dies, she's free to marry again if she wants to. Before then, she's not. Divorce won't help her. <laughs> I just can't believe that we missed that. I mean, I've been married a few times, but I'm a guy. It doesn't say that a woman is, a man is bound to his wife so long as she liveth. It doesn't say that. All through the Bible is polygyny. That sort of men having multiple wives all through the book. Wonderful. All these Old Testament, This is, they don't tell you this, do they? Because they tell you what the Bible says. But if you go and read it for yourself, you'll see that God is a polygynist, not a polygamist. Women can't go running around getting all different husbands. Jesus said it, that a woman is bound to her husband so long as he liveth. So it's like the law. It's like Hagar. She was the mother of the Arabs today. The Palestinians, the so-called, they're actually Arabs. Originally the father of the Arabs was Ishmael. He was half Jew and half Egyptian. His father was Abraham. His mother was Egyptian. She was an Egyptian bond servant, she was a handmaiden. She was bonded to them uh, like indentured servitude. It wasn't slavery. There was a reason for it. She needed she obviously wanted to pay something off, I don't know, but she bonded herself to Abraham and Sarah. As Sarah and Abraham were the promise was given to them, the promise of all the land, the land now that the that the uh, the Muslim terrorists are occupying Blimey annoying when you get one of those ones, you just can't <laughs> can't get rid of it anyway so that's that was the promise and so uh but then uh, Sarah, he listened to his wife, you stupid man, don't listen to your wife i shouldn't really say that about Abraham, I know. Um, but he listened to her. She said, "Look, I'm nearly hundred. <laughs> this is the stuff we believe. We believe some real fairy tale stuff. We do. I think God's done it on purpose. <laughs> Made it sound like cuckoo, you know, like crazy stuff. We believe that. Yeah, I believe it because it's in the Bible, and uh, I believe it from cover to cover. I mean, anyway, she didn't believe God, and that's the thing, isn't it? That's that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to believe Him." And she didn't. She doubted. So she says, "Look, look, we'll help God. Um, obviously, obviously, I can't. I'm barren. Obviously, I can't have a child." You know, she just laughed, laughed. And um, so she said, "Look, take the Egyptian. You can have her. Uh, you know, take her into the tent, and um, do the do the business. And um, you can have. We'll have a son. There we are. You can have a son." And then you sort of, yeah. and then so that, so they did, it. and Ishmael was born, but Ishmael wasn't the child of the promise, the arabs, that's the father of the arabs, Ishmael, he wasn't the child of the promise, he was like, and Paul talks about it, it's like Hagar is the bond servant, bond servant, it's the law, he uses the same example as the law. That's the Old Testament, the law. Now, the, the Seventh-day Adventists, the only way they could make it work is to say, oh, no, no, no. God's talking about all the ceremonial laws and all that. And they're trying to say, not talking about the Ten Commandments. Still got to keep them. No, uh, that's not what Paul's talking about because we don't even know. How can, how, can the old, how can those old laws be the schoolmaster which leads us to Christ? See, because it leads us there because none of us can keep it. Think far out. We, so we know that we can't keep the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are there. We've got to keep, we've got to keep them if we want to get to heaven. But we can't keep them. And so what's, what, what do we do? Well, that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus kept them for us. And we can put our trust in him. So the old Lord dies, just like the old bondservant. That's what Paul says. The old bondservant, Hagar, she's the bondservant. She's um, a sort of a picture of the law. And, the, and, the, and the, um, the promise was given to Sarah. And she did have a baby. His name was Isaac. And God gave that same promise of all the land of Israel to Isaac. And then Isaac had a son called Jacob. He was a bit of a shyster. But that was the son of the promise. God promised Abraham and his descendants. And Jacob was renamed Israel. Just to rub it in, and with Hagar, her son, or Hagar, however you want to pronounce it, um, Ishmael, the father of the Arabs, he went. He said, "I'll make you a great nation. You'll be a. You'll be a wild man, uh-huh, but I'll make you a great nation." And that's what they are. The Arabs are huge. Arabs don't even like each other why don't all the Arab countries I mean, they, they are Arabs those people living in the Gaza Strip are Arabs anyway so the law so that's the thing so when when the law the law dies when you put your trust in Jesus Christ that's what the Bible says so we live under the New Testament of his blood his blood was so so powerful because it was pure he never broke the law and it was so precious that it was able to it is able to wash away our sins if we believe, if you don't believe that he came and did that for you, you can't be saved. A lot of Roman Catholics, say, you ask them, why did... why did, um, What did Jesus do? Well, he died for the sins of the world. Yes, but did he die for your sins? Oh, well, he died for the sins of the world. Yes, but what about you? Well, yes, I suppose he did. So, if God does a work... Is it perfect? Well yes, it's perfect. So when he laid down his life for you on that Roman cross two thousand years ago, would that have is that enough? Would that have been enough? When he said it's finished? Was that would that be enough if God did that? Oh yes I suppose it would be. So why is it then that you go to mass every day and you re sacrifice your little wife of God, pretending that it is God's real body and you get the priest to drink the wine he drinks the wine I'll drink to that Um, and he pretends it's the real blood the real body and blood it's called transubstantiation trans like transgender the substance is transformed uh, of the the bread and the wine which is just a wafer because it comes from pagan round little pagan god little wafer god it comes from the real it's trans, translated into the real body of Christ that's what they believe, they're cannibals and that's why they, they hold the thing out the priest will hold it out and you'll say the body of Christ and you'll repeat oh body of Christ and then the Anglicans will do the same they've dragged it from Roman Catholicism because the Anglicans came out of the Roman Catholic system of religion didn't they, so they drag all that rubbish with them it's absolute nonsense. So if he died on that cross 2,000 years ago, why do you keep sacrificing him over and over in the Mass? I thought God was perfect. I thought if he did something he did, it was perfect. It even says in the Bible that he entered, that He died once for all sins. There we are, once for all. So why do the Catholics do that? That's why it's not Christianity. It's paganism. It's ancient Babylonian goddess worship. The book to read. Go and read this book. Go out there and have a look at it for yourself. You can find it online. Guarantee it's called The Two Babylons by not E.W. Bullinger, that's another one Um, the two Babylons by Alexander Hislop all the seven day Adventists they love that one and also the Jehovah's Witnesses they love it but for different reasons I don't believe that Alexander Hislop was a Jehovah's Witness I'm sure he believed in the the deity of Christ and he believed in the Trinity or the Godhead the Trinity three in one got lots of examples of that three in one it's everywhere Anyway, I'm getting into exegesis here, and I shouldn't really do that. Uh, When I come back, we'll go to the news and we'll look at uh, what's going on uh, around the country. 25 past 7. You
4: know, I had a wise working class guy I once worked for back in the 1970s. He was a conservative, not a socialist. And I was at that time, I was about 14, I was pretty entranced by socialist ideas. And the Socialist Party in Alberta, my province, had a pretty good small business platform. And I said, why the hell don't you vote for the socialists? They have a lot better platform for your endeavor than the conservatives who are a party of big business. And he said, small business owners don't want to be small business owners. They want to be big business owners and people vote their dreams. Not their reality. And I thought, oh my God, that's so smart. And you know, and, and then I thought too, with regards to Trump, is that even though his wealth was unimaginably out of reach for the typical working class person, I think people could look at Trump and think, well, there are conceivable universes in which I could be Donald Trump.
7: Yeah, that's right. We all want to be Donald Trump. Uh, well, the West, the, the lefties, they don't. Now we're over at News Hub, and the protests have hit the streets. The Murray protests around the country this morning in the nationwide day of action. Uh, supported by the Maori Party the Maori Party is calling for protest against the new government's policies on co-governance which is the Maorification of New Zealand and the treaty, I don't know why it's pretty easy to read it, go and read the treaty it's very simple, you, they hand over everything to us, <laughs> to the king actually, everything belonged to the king even we do, we don't even own the land we're on all, we, all we've got is a piece of paper, it's a title the Maoris don't own anything we don't own anything, nothing we've are paying. we got mortgages on bits of because of bits of, bits of paper We don't own the land. You think you do, but you don't. You've got a mortgage on a piece of paper. (laughs) Anyway, people are being warned to prepare for significant congestion. Just stay at home, folks. Just stay at home and listen to this half-word on the radio. Uh, Significant congestion, disruption and delays. The police are ready to respond if needed. What are they going to do? They're going to someone that's in their car that's pissed off, they can't get where they want to get to. Uh, And he gets out and says, and the police will arrest him. The arrest the white guy because the Maoris have blocked the road. That's what they'll do. The protests, which coincide with the opening day of Parliament on Tuesday, they go, you know, they go, you know, on the door and all that. They knock on the door and they come in, and then they swear allegiance. But I thought they'd already done that. Uh, but anyway, maybe they're not, maybe not. Opening of Parliament anyway, so it's going to be on key highways, arterial routes in Auckland, Waikato, Tauranga, and Wellington. Woo! Uh, smaller centres are also likely to be affected by protest action, which could impact travel on local roads. And 7am protesters are gathered Auckland, Albany. Doesn't look like very many. Oh, look, there's hardly any of them. Look, lots of um, stupid leftist people there, too. Little curly-headed, red, red-haired bloke. They've got the Maori, Maori flag there. And where are they? It looks as though they're... Where is this one? Protesters, Albany. That's where, they, that's where that guy stabbed someone to death, didn't he? Stabbed that fellow. Uh, another Maori stabs another Maori. And uh, and then they've got some... guy. Oh, they've got the knee. They're bending the knee. They're doing the knee thing. They've got some guys all in black there. They've got the the Maori supremacist flag uh, bending the knee. Got the red shoes on, so they're probably a mongrel mob. Better watch out, Grant. Be careful what you say. I really think a mongrel mob will be around here. They come to get you. Take you away never to be seen again yeah, don't have to be in drugs to be killed <laughs> usually most of the people that get killed uh, by gangs they're, they're doing drugs aren't they they're hiding drugs or found drugs or doing a drug deal that went wrong anyway so there they are but there's not very many of them it's just it, it reminds me of one of those staged I don't think there's going to be much I actually don't think there's going to be much at all I think it's all a beat up and the media are behind it as well. They've got them all gathered into a tight little area there, just on the curb. There wouldn't be any more than one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'd say there'd be 30, thirty people there, and they're all squinched up. Now, squinch up for the photo, you know, photo credit, news hub. Squinch up, please. Come on, move in. Ringy, move in there a bit more. Moana, you can move in. Come on. Right. You guys get down on your knee. That's it. Good. you got your red boots on. That's right. So we know you're mongrel mob. Yep, very good, got the supremacist flag out there And let the tall red-headed guy stand up in the middle He'll be in the middle That's good And they've all got their little um, the men with the long hair The Bible says long hair is a shame unto a man But they've all got, a lot of them have got long hair all tied back in a bun They look like terapaha Did he have long hair with a bun? A lot of them did And it says here uh, But they're all squinched up It's just like a pally wood. Uh, where they're pretending that you know the Jews are killing all these Palestinians, beating people up, and all that sort of stuff, and it's just acting. It's like Hollywood. That's what it is. I don't think there's going to be much disruption at all. Just looking at this photo, they're all squinched up, nice and tight. It's a photo shoot. But anyway, at 6:52 a.m., police said that they, um, that they will be highly visible across all networks in New Zealand today, and have put measures in place to take action against any unlawful activities. What does that mean? Superintendent Sandra Venables she told the AM show that's with um Ryan bridge uh, if it is not appropriate or it is if it is not appropriate to take action against any unlawful activity if it is not if it is not um, appropriate to take action against any unlawful activity, police will be following up in the days following what does that mean following up in the days following who the flip writes this rubbish. Can't you guys, look, instead of just teaching people at the um, uh, journalism school, instead of teaching them leftist ideology, why don't you teach them how to string a sentence together? If it is not appropriate to take action against any unlawful activity, police will be following up in the following days. I don't think you should put two words like that together, following up in the (laughs) following... I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm just a stickler. Um... She advised the public to be prepared for travel delays. I don't know, it's 6.40, this is at 6.40 now, 20 to 7. Protesters are starting to gather across the country in Wellington protests. It's almost like the media are in cahoots with this. I think they are. It's a big beat up. I don't think that, oh, like, let me know, is, there been any, have you seen any major disruption? I don't think there's going to be. I think this is just a Pallywood. What do we call this one? Murraywood? To party, to pity party, Marrywood. Marry Hollywood. I'll think of a name. John Ansel's good at names. Vax murderers. Very clever. Very clever. Samantha Edwards, the globalist vulture. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so protesters are starting to gather across the country. In Wellington, protesters have arrived with banners at the um, Terrace Bridge. Uh, that's above the State Highway Number One. Uh, and you've got, oh look, honestly, they've moved in close, so it looks like this. Ap- look, it gives you the impression the whole bridge is packed, but you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, about 15 people there. Lots of red-headed people, lots of gingas. um uh, What do they call them? ginger, Ging- <laughs> Carrot tops. Ginger-headed people. Yeah, lots of them there. Lots of silly old people. Short-haired women, long-haired Maoris. Uh, and so there you've got Oh, about ten people. And squinch up please for the photo. Another one again there in Wellington. Kiora, good morning and welcome to News Hub. Uh oh yeah. Kiora, ring your toto. Ring your toto to you. When they ring me up, uh, or if I ring up a government department and they say Kiora to me, I go, Rosella. They go, Big your pardon. I said you say Kiora, I said Rosella. Oh, and then I go, Toto. if you're going to speak in, in a, a different language, if you're not going to speak out, just speak English. If you're going to speak in a different language, which none of us agreed you could do this. <laughs> oh, we were here first. We were here first. No, you weren't. No, you've hidden all the information. You've hidden all the evidence that you weren't here first. Hidden for oh, decades. We're not allowed to see it. There's plenty of people here, plenty of pre-Tasman explorers here well before you lot. You're just immigrants (laughs) Well you're settlers I suppose you're definitely settlers A vicious wild What happened to the Morioris What happened to them And then what about all the others What about the giants that were here There were giants on the earth in those days What about all the ships that came here I believe that Maori didn't get here on a dugout log No I don't I think that um, Maui was a um, whaling ship captain And you guys were slaves on a whaling ship That's how you got here yeah, that's what I reckon. They've been sailing ships. They've been whaling for five thousand years. You can't tell me you you sailed here. What happens when you get into the uh, the variables when you're coming down to New Zealand from the islands? You'd be you wouldn't have a hope. Those things wouldn't point very well. <laughs> no way, no way. You're all slaves on a slave ship. You're on a you're on a whaling ship. That's how you got here. Be honest. Come on. I suppose if you were you wouldn't want to tell your kids that you were. Your indentured servants on a um, on a whaling ship, would you? You'd have to say no. We sailed here on our canoe. Maui, we fished up. we oh, tell them a real. It sort of went when they start telling you that they fished up the islands with a fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> then you go, oh, hello. I mean, you guys laugh at us. We believe the little virgin, a virgin Jewish girl, gave birth to God. We do believe that. But there's reasons why we believe that. We can actually verify that the book that tells us that is what it claims to be. It possesses the necessary elements of being a divine revelation. And the supernatural element of the main one is Daniel 70 weeks. And you can get the verification for that by just going and downloading a free copy of Sir Robert Anderson's book, The Coming Prince. You can download it for nothing. Just look it up. Sir Robert Anderson, The Coming Prince. And it verifies, using the Royal Astronomer, that when the commandment went forth to build Jerusalem, it was exactly 69 weeks of Jewish calendar years, lunar calendar years, until Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem. Exactly 69 weeks of Jewish calendar years. 69 weeks, God put it in code, so it couldn't be, couldn't be sort of, um, you know, send a, someone else couldn't um, pretend they were the Messiah. Jesus rode into the city exactly 69 weeks, 483 years, Jewish years of 360 days, lunar, lunar years, to the day he rode into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, and they said he was the king. Hosanna to the king. Hosanna to the son of David, they cried as he as he rode in on the donkey, and the same people said, Crucify him same people. That's what they were saying. But anyway, the point is it was exactly one hundred and eighty two thousand eight hundred and eighty or one hundred and eighty I think it was one hundred and eighty two thousand eight hundred and eighty days from when Long Geminus gave that commandment to build Jerusalem until when Jesus rode into the city of of um, Jerusalem on a donkey, and he was killed on a Wednesday, according to the R- royal astronomer, can't have been killed on a Friday. What? What are you thinking? Don't you see? He's got to be in the belly, just as Jonah was in the whale, uh, of the whale. Uh, three days and three nights. That's a picture of Christ was went down into he- into hell for three days. And three nights. He was buried for three full days and three full nights. Well, if you go on a Friday night, that's the pagan Friday, and then you, you're, up, you're up on the Sunday, that's not three full days and three full nights, is it? No, it's not. Everyone says, oh, he had good Friday. Died on a Friday. He's up on a Sunday. But he wasn't. There was a Sabbath that that particular day, that week. The Sabbath was a Thursday It starts on a Wednesday at six at sunset So he had to be taken off the cross He came in on Palm Sunday he came in on a Sunday According to the Royal Astronomer, He was a non-Christian he, he verified the calculations At Sir Robert Anderson Who was a Christian And Sir Robert Anderson Who was he? Would, what would he know? Well he was the Assistant Commissioner Of Scotland Yard mm-hmm. uh, He was the head of the CID The Criminal Investigation Department I think he would know a few things he would know how to get to the truth of a matter. And he did. He did some thorough research. And I believe God raised up Robert Anderson to prove to you doubters that the Bible is supernatural. It has a supernatural element in it no man could get, could know, could prophesy, not even Nostradamus, not a hope. 500 years exactly from when that commandment was said until when Jesus wrote in exact, almost 500 years, exactly 182,880 days, 69 weeks. Of Jewish calendar years. Why would it be Jewish calendar? Daniel was a Jew. He said there'll be seventy weeks for thy people. He was a Jew. He wasn't a Roman. He's not going to use the Greco calendar, is he? And that's what happened. Royal astronomer, a non-believer, verified it. Go and read the book. Do yourself a favor. Stop saying the Bible's full of nonsense. And that's why I believe the little Jewish virgin girl never had, a, never been with a man got pregnant to God and had God and I believe that that man Jesus Christ was God in human form and that he came and he laid down his life for us and all we've got to do is believe that he did that and there's no excuse the Bible possesses the necessary elements of being a divine revelation from our creator and you've been warned and you have no excuse
11: why do you think, Pearl, that, that women are not natural
0: leaders? I just think there are things that women are naturally good at and men are naturally good at. Women just tend to be more agreeable and the trait disagreeability. Men tend to be more that way where women tend to be more agreeable. We've forgotten Margaret Thatcher and Liz Truss and various other prime ministers. we Well, if you want to look at women in positions of political power, they're actually more violent and more willing to wage war. So I actually think that women do struggle in positions of political power as well, for your shortest prime minister ever
7: here was a woman. Yes, okay, we're going over to Australia now to have a look over there. We've got a lot of Aussie, Aussie listeners, and we have got uh, some news from skynews.com.au. And a convicted sex offender released by High Court, arrested. A convicted sex offender released after the High Court's landmark immigration detention decision has been arrested, rearrested for allegedly assaulting two people. There we are, some Muslim. And uh, what else have we got here? Politicians from across the political divide share heartwarming tributes to Peter Murphy. Uh, Peter, I think, is a woman. Uh, Tributes are pouring in from across the political divide uh, for the Labour MP, Peter Murphy. she be Irish. Peter, that's that's a Catholic name, Peter, but it's it's a woman. And Mur- Murphy, she'll be an Irish Catholic, uh, but she did die. Sorry, I shouldn't be um, joking about this. She died. She's following a, a battling a, a cancer. That's terrible news for her, and I shouldn't be joking about her name. Uh, Victoria Police – what's wrong with you? Uh, Victoria Police Minister refuses request to, 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 to protect Israeli families at Crown Plaza. Yeah, that's disgraceful. You know, you've got so many Muslims in the country, and you know it's not a good idea. The, the Jewish people have done so much more for Australia and New Zealand – and you need to protect them and uh you know they've just done so much really the the bible says they're a blessing they'll they'll bless the world it also says in genesis don't believe me go and look it up get the bible out don't tell don't listen to what other people tell you not even me have a look at it genesis chapter 12 verse 3 if you bless if you bless the jews god will bless you if you curse them god will curse you Anyway, Victoria's police minister refused to provide police protection to a delegation of Israelis whose family members were victims of Hamas, despite Israel's ambassador repeatedly begging for support. Disgraceful. Uh, Don't think it's likely. Senator Dave Sharman, he doubts the Hamas will release all hostages. No, I think a lot of them have been killed. A lot of them had such uh, horrific injuries that when they were being taken on the motorbikes and other vehicles back into Gaza, stolen... From their home and taken to a stinking uh, hellhole, uh, the war in Gaza will only. Uh, basically What I was going to say is that they're probably not alive. They probably haven't made it. Some of those injuries were so horrific they wouldn't have wouldn't have survived. And uh, the the Islamic terrorists, they don't even know where they are. Uh, so the war in Gaza will only end when Hamas is permanently destroyed, says Liberal Senator Dave Sharma. With the militants, they're not militants; they are terrorists. With the Terrence now unlikely to release more hostages. You no. Know? So, and I think that Israel just needs to go in, boom, go in and take full control of the entire Gaza Strip, north and south, right from northern Gaza all the way through to the Mediterranean Sea. Take control of it, rebuild it. Those um, Gazans that want to live there and have themselves re educated properly so that they don't uh, uh, hate the Jews, stop it. They don't want a two state solution. Guys, that's not what they're after. They want to kill all the Jews. That's what they want to do. There's plenty of Arabs that live in Israel, and they're with Israel. They have a good life in Israel. And you've, only, you've just got these people that have just been, just like the Maoris, really, and the, 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 what they're doing is they're brainwashing their kids. That's why we've got such high Maori crime, because they're being brainwashed, that the, the, all the land was stolen from the white people. And... Um, and that's why they've got this chip on their shoulder. That's why they're thieving everything. That's why they're, they're committing most of the crime. Because they feel that you owe us. You stole our land. We're just going to take it back. Oh, my nasty. I got this l- nasty burn on my knee. I was using one of those, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, sort of like a blowtorch thing. I was using it just to, I don't know, a light of fire, I think. <laughs> Pyromaniac and the, the flippin' thing I was driving along on the gator and it I thought it had turned off and I turned it off but it hadn't actually turned off and it, and it was something, obviously something wrong with it and I chucked it sat it in the box there and the, the next thing I, I turned around the whole the whole back of the gator's on fire that's one of those John Deere things it was on fire gosh I could have burnt the place down and then so then I got this nasty burn on my knee and now I've gone and Oh, you idiot. Now I'm bleeding. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Oh, it's running down my leg. Okay, I'm going to have to um, go and sort that out. I don't know why I was fiddling with that. 16 minutes to eight, and the economist predicts early Christmas gift for struggling households. Oh, really? Reserve Bank has been backed. uh, Well, the Reserve Bank has been backed to keep interest rates level. Oh, backed. who's backing them, let's find out uh, keep the interest rates level when it meets on Tuesday, delivering a welcome holiday gift for households struggling with the soaring living uh, cost and oh we've got a nice young girl here what's her name, she's going we'll to she, this is live, we'll go live just for a moment just and have a listen to their news there we are, um, how do I get I've got to get the volume going there we go, can't hear her here we go no, got the big screen I can't hear anything. Okay, we'll go back then. Oh gosh. Oh this looks terrible. Eleven people killed in Indonesia in a volcano. Uh wow. Uh so that this is live now but I've got no volume and I, I don't I don't see any way that I can get volume. So how do I do that? Oh grant. What can you do? Uh Oh okay. Maybe they won't let you hear it unless you pay pay a fee. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, that's why. Okay, so we won't be able to tell you that. Um, All right, so there we go. And now, an energy calls to let the market decide on nuclear energy in Australia. A beta, beta policy. Is that Facebook? No, beta, beta policy. Government preventative detention. uh, The preventative detention bill. Not the policy needed to protect Australians, apparently. Labour MP Peter Murphy, she's passed away. She's only 50. Got cancer, poor woman. And here I am slinging off at her name. Yeah, unacceptable. Uh, cyclone forming off the coast of Queensland. We we warned about that. Penny Wong in politics, Penny Wong breaks down in tears over the passing of Oh yeah, that is very sad. Petra Murphy. Uh, racism alleged against the royal family. Uh, very serious. Uh, I wonder who it was, be Prince Charles. Say, bloody he's a, a darkie. <laughs> I say that that son of yours, he you looks like a darkie. We need to get King the king in. Um, I do. I've, I might get the, give the King a ring. Or the King, if you're listening, could you ring, please? Give us a ring. Hopefully uh, we will get him on the show, and um, that'll be fun. What else have we got? Local council to fly 20 different flags uh, in ridiculous new policy, really. The Australia's national flag will make way for the flags of minority groups, including the aromatic flag. What's that? Uh, the flag of the Western Af- West African state. That doesn 't officially exist until an inner melbourne council 's ridiculous new policy. What is that? Uh, the worst corporates, corporates in Australia national has accused supermarket giants of bleeding producers dry they do i wouldn 't want to be i wouldn 't want to my customer to be a supermarket gosh that 'd be a nightmare wouldn 't it They make you go in and stack that you 've got to you know you have to go in and, and stack all your products to keep, got to, you keep they don 't do it you do it <laughs> you 've got to go in and make sure it 's all right. Albanese government is scrambling with chaotic response to the High Court decision. What one was that? Uh, Shadow Communications Minister Paul Fletcher, what is he saying? He says the Albanese government is scrambling with a chaotic response to the high... High what? We'll have to click on it. Clickbait. To the High Court's ruling as they are expected to introduce their preventative detention bill on Wednesday. Oh, that's with all the people coming from overseas, eh? Mostly Muslim terrorists... Uh, the High Court's ruling that indefinite detention was unlawful allowed for the release of 93 people including three murderers and several sex offenders rapists uh, the bill will enable this is what they want though the globalists want they want absolute crime to increase why do they want that? so they can bring in their cashless society the digital ID and that'll say that'll fix it that'll stop the crime that's what Barry Smith was warning us of this back in the 1980s and 90s he warned us Good old Barry, opposition leader Peter Dutton on Monday claimed the government's legislation was on, would only apply to four people. We do we do have a number of questions about the legislation said Mr Fletcher on Sky News Australia. He said one of the questions is that the strategy here is that it will be the state and territory courts with which the application for an order will be made. And one of these orders, if granted, would mean that the person who has been released from immigration detention would either go into a new form of detention or would be subject to ongoing supervision. Just send the buggers back. I don't think we should bring in any any immigrants. They're not actually refugees. You know that, eh? Refugees never get a chance. They never get to um, come to the country. they just don't have the money to pay for the you know the people smugglers. We get immigrants here, and the same with Australia. Just send them back. send them back. and the, what you do is if you want to really help if you want to help poor people in different countries, you help them you keep them you keep these people in war-torn countries usually, wherever it is usually war-torn, keep them where they are, just get them out of the war zone, keep them there, and you can help more of them if you just keep them in their own country and help them. Just bring in the trucks, feed them, set up set up something, and then once the war is over, then they can help rebuild their country. So the shithole that they're in, they can help rebuild it into something amazing because what's happening is all the good people, all the ones that have the ability to be able to rebuild their country are leaving and coming to Western countries because we're we accept them. Why is that? Well, because we want to destroy our co- own country so that we can bring in the Great Reset, so we can stuff it up completely. And we're using these foreigners coming in to do that. It helps us so that, so that we can have you fully surveilled, living in your smart city, owning nothing and being happy. That's what we're going to do. I missed that rabbit too, by the way. As soon as I, I went, I was going to shoot it out the bathroom window, uh, but as soon as, as soon as I rolled up the blind, the blimmin' couple of white tails just ran off. You see the little tails? They just ran down the road. I forgot to tell you about that. Very absent minded today, that's why I wonder whether something's happened to me. Whether you know, I've had some kind of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I've never had a me, I don't think I have. I've never ever had a psychiatric drugs, never. But think of all the politicians, especially in the Labour Party, all the mental people that are running the Labour Party. Um, so we've moved off. I lost interest in that story because it's Australian, it doesn't really worry me. So I'm sorry, Aussies, I know quite a few of you do tune in. Uh, so there we are, that's you, that's enough. Oh, you, we'll just do one more. US Navy shoots down three drones in the Red Sea. The US Navy warship USS Carney has shot down three drones in the Red Sea to protect commercial shipping, uh, which are being targeted. Really? So, who are they target? Is it pirates, maybe? Let's see. Oh, we might better hear this story. Let's, let's, let's click to unmute. Here you go.
4: A US Navy ship has shot down two drones in the Red Sea. A US official says the USS Kearney intervened to protect commercial ships that were being targeted by ballistic missiles launched by the Iranian backed Yemeni armed forces. Sky's James Matthews has more from Washington.
13: US military is saying that over the course of today, and this all took place over around five hours, there were four attacks against three separate commercial vessels in the international waters of the Southern Red Sea. The timeline Mm. goes something like this. And the USS Kearney, uh, the American warship, was central to much of it. It, in the first instance, detected a drone uh, heading towards it that was shot down. It then detected a missile heading towards a commercial Vessel, It shot that down. That vessel was British-owned. It's called the Unity Explorer, British-owned. That doesn't necessarily mean there was British crew on board. Thereafter, two other commercial vessels were targeted, and the USS Carney went to their aid, answering their distress calls. And in the course of that, shot down another two drones. So a very busy day uh, in the Southern Red Sea initiated by Houthi rebels, Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. It has claimed responsibility. Now, the difficulty for the Americans is Joe Biden has always spoken of his determination. There is no escalation in this conflict. And there have been militant groups backed by Iran continually targeting. Uh, American installations and warships over the course. I mean, American warships have brought down drones over the past six weeks of conflict at least four times. So the challenge for the Americans is to reinforce deterrence. That's why they are in that tinderbox region, reinforce deterrence without endangering an escalation or bringing about an escalation of the conflict. The Americans have said that its preliminary assessment indicates its warships were not being directly targeted. Perhaps that will reduce the need for a a robust and urgent military reaction as it considers its response. But the Americans have said this. They have every reason to believe that these attacks while launched by Houthi rebels based in Yemen are fully enabled by Iran. In the immediate term, it's a verbal warning from the United States to its old adversary. Whether that evolves into something more aggressive, time will tell.
7: Right, and that is from James Matthews over in New York. Is he, he was in Washington, actually. Yeah, and that's good. I like the way... They, and they, notice how they get the volume right. <laughs> Why doesn't someone tell NewsHub to get your flipping volume right so Grant can pay you on the radio show? <laughs> OK, so that's enough of Aussie. Had enough of you? Um, did we? We knew that today, didn't we? Um, for those that have just joined us, it's um, six minutes to news time with TNT Radio News at six. Um, this was the day, the fifth of December in eighteen ninety. It was the. It was those that came in at five o'clock would know this, but um, for those that haven't, uh, I'm just let you know again. So on this day, the first one man, one vote election uh, actually happened. New Zealand's electoral law had been changed so that no one could vote in more than one general elect- electoral district. Uh, this ended the long-standing practice of plural voting by those who owned property in more than one electorate, so they just, you know, get on the horse and go to the next one. We know, I'll probably have a bit more than a horse. Uh, 1890 election, long been seen as the most significant in New Zealand history, although the result was not clear until Parliament met in early 1891. It took a while to count the votes. One, two, three. Liberal government was ultimately they they're the ones that took power, and they dominated the political landscape for the next two decades twenty years that's a long time, isn't it? very long time on this day that's what that's that happened then uh now, I want to see if there's any new news from Mark spring. He's been writing some good stuff lately. let me see if uh no nothing new from mark um and what have we got from the um uh, there was something from hillary there oh, so Donald Trump wrote something oh no actually, I think it was um, it wasn't donald Trump. Was Denise D'Souza, our former first lady and two-time failed president. I love. way they say two-time. We say twice, don't we? Normally, we'd say former first lady and twice failed. That's proper English, isn't it? They say two-time. Two-time. gets like little kids. Two-time presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is making headlines this week for her inability to move on from her 2016 presidential election loss to Donald Trump. Clinton took X, formerly known as Twitter, to uh, took to it uh, to attack. Uh, Trump, in response to the report that Trump's campaign is trying to rebrand him as a moderate on the issue of abortion, um, he thinks women are going to fall for this. Clinton wrote in a story published on on Rolling Stone. Uh, sources allege that Trump's the Trump campaign is already plotting how to portray the former president's stance on abortion in a way that will appeal to voters on both. Of both parties. According to the article, Trump thinks he can pass himself, this is Clinton saying this, he can pass himself off as a moderate in this race. After the Supreme Court decision uh, to uh, decided to overturn the landmark case Roe v. Wade, Republicans seem to lose their footing on the abortion issue. Some have speculated that the topic of abortion was a deciding factor in the Democratic victories nationwide in 2022 in the midterms. Democrats are targeting Trump on abortion. There is no vagueness or middle ground of sorts about Donald Trump's position on abortion. Take his word for it. He was proud to overturn Roe v. Wade. He's advocated for some time uh, for a form of punishment for women who have had an abortion, and he has promised to lead the charge in getting this is Clinton uh, to lead the charge in getting the national abortion. Ban passed. He's even running ads, right the second bragging about his role in overturning Roe. President Biden's campaign manager, Julie Chavez Rodriguez, that's what oh that's what she said in a statement last month. Ah, oh, I wish I'd say that's the trouble in the, the written word, they put who says it at the end instead of at the beginning. When you're writing news to be read out on the radio, normally you you put you name you name the person says, so people have got an idea what you're talking about. That's the trouble reading news. I want someone to write news for me, but no one's keen. It's actually quite a hard job. Being doing the news, reading it's the easy bit uh, now who said this, so I've got to go down to the bottom to find out, this is looks like, sounds like Clinton he is the reason Republican voters across the country have implemented bans without exception for rape or incest so I mean I don't even agree with that she continued, anyway, she said that um, we agree with Donald Trump on one thing, no one has done more to rip away women's freedoms than he has uh, well he never said that now, um, I don't even agree, for, I definitely don't agree for rap When is it okay to kill a baby in its mother's womb? That's a question you've got to ask yourself. When is it okay? Do And since when do we punish the children of rapists? Because, I don't know, why should the child die? Because of what something the father had done. Just a thorough reading, just a thorough study of Ezekiel 18 will tell you that that You're not responsible for your dad, and your dad's not responsible for your bad stuff. You're, just, you're responsible for your own actions. But why are we punishing children that don't know anything? We punish that baby. We kill the baby because the father is a rapist or done incest. The child is still a human being. There was plenty of incest in the Bible at the start. Where did Cain get his wife? Incest, obviously. It was okay then for some reason. Apparently it is. I guess it's a bit like on the farm here. So we we have the same ram, and then after a while we've got to get new. You know, after so many generations we've got to get a new ram, otherwise we end up having weird, weird lambs. So that's that's something you've got to watch out for. We've got news coming up in about a minute. It's about a minute away, so I'll sort of gas bag until then. I'll try and pr- uh, ad lib. <laughs> Not very good at ad libbing. Let's see. So there we are. So we're talking about that. Um, Now, is it okay to kill the baby in the womb? No, under no circumstances. Not even rape or incest, because we don't punish uh, the the children of rapists or people that have committed incest. They are the guilty parties, not the baby. The baby should not be killed. You know, that's it's never okay to kill a baby in its mother's womb. It's absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It's just unbelievable women women are like it's like mentally you mentally deranged that you will kill how could you kill your own living creature in your body it's it's not the rapist that's in there it's a living child it's you, it's a, it's not half yours and half it's it is its own child it's its own person and you can't kill it because it's murder but we've got a mental patients running the government we definitely do we've got people that are on psychiatric drugs running the government the last one, anyway a lot of them admitted, oh, I've suffered from mental health issues all my life, my adult life, was Kerry Allen. just Jacinda Ardern, same boat. Same boat. She had a mental breakdown. That's why she gave up. She'd had enough. She'd done her job, and she will oh, that's it. I'm off. Okay, here's news from TNT Radio News coming out right now. I'll come back with the weather. We'll give you some MetService weather and just when moment. Well, quite a few moments. In about four or five minutes, I'll be back. It's a bit rocky, isn't it? Rocky music.
1: To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at TNTradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News.
2: For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Israel Defense Forces spent the first 48 hours of renewed fighting by attacking targets throughout Gaza and fighting deep into southern portions of the Gaza Strip, apparently surprising Hamas, which expected Israel to stay in the north alone. The U.S. had openly opposed an Israeli invasion of the southern Gaza Strip, saying that Israel had to account for civilians first. Whether Israel defied the U.S. or the U.S. participated in the ruse, Hamas does not to appear to have expected the southern push. Israel also released a map to help civilians avoid fighting with different areas of the Gaza Strip numbered. Major Doran Spielman.
9: These warnings and to move out of the way. There have always been some that choose not to leave for whatever reason. They could be coerced by Hamas. They may not want to leave those areas, which is a choice. We're not forcing anybody. But the vast majority of people, people living in Gaza, they they want to be out of the battle zone. They don't want to be wrapped up in the battle, and we don't want them there. The one entity that wants them there is Hamas. And so, therefore, the best way to handle all of this is for the international community, all those international aid groups, instead of to try to be helpful and not an obstacle, to demand that Hamas immediately abandoned civilian areas and come out into
2: the open. Several commercial vessels were attacked on December 3rd in the Red Sea, the Pentagon confirmed. U.S. Central Command said in a statement that there were four attacks against three separate commercial vessels operating in international waters in the southern Red Sea. These three vessels are connected to 14 separate nations. Over the course of around five hours, the Arleigh Burke-class destroyer USS Carney responded to multiple distress calls from the ships and provided assistance while also taking preventative action against UAVs launched from Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen toward the U.S. warship. CENTCOM said we cannot assess at this time whether the carney was a target of the UAVs, there was no damage to the U.S. vessel, or injuries to personnel. Australia's major supermarkets could be subject to a new investigation amid accusations of profiting from the cost-of-living crisis. On December 3rd, the Australian Green Party announced they would launch a Senate inquiry into the alleged price-gouging practice of major supermarkets. If the Greens are able to secure enough support for the inquiry, the party will scrutinize the impact of market concentration on food prices, as well as how two major supermarket chains, Coles and Woolworths, implement their pricing strategies. Specifically, it will assess the price growth of essential items, the validity of discounts offered by supermarkets, as well as the changes in their profits during economic hardship. Indonesia's Mount Merapi in West Sumatra province erupted Sunday, spewing white and gray ash plumes more than 3,000 meters into the air and sending hot ash clouds several miles away. There were no immediate report of casualties. The two routes for climbers were closed after the eruption, and villagers living on the slopes of the mountain were advised to stay three kilometers from the crater's mouth because of potential lava. About 70 climbers started their way up the nearly 2,900-meter mountain on Saturday and became stranded. So far, 28 have been successfully evacuated, with the rest still awaiting rescue. A video on social media shows the climbers were evacuated to a shelter, their faces and hair smeared with volcanic dust and rain. GOP senators are calling on President Biden to impose a China travel ban over their unexplained pneumonia surge. Congressman Carlos Jimenez. My mom
5: once taught me, uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, It was about this time, about four years ago, that we heard of this illness that was attacking the respiratory system of the elderly. And now we're hearing about an illness that attacks the respiratory system of our children. And so, yeah. I think that there should be a travel ban uh, with China uh if we disrupt somebody's travel plans I don't think that's uh too high a price to pay to assure our children's safety. Uh, And so I hope the Biden administration would do that. Do I think he's going to do that? No, I don't think he will do it.
1: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public, free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live.
7: Yeah, tntradio.live. It's uh, five minutes past eight. You're with me, Grant Edwards, and we uh are... uh, talking rubbish this morning. Yeah, and I have to apologise. Uh, it hasn't been a very good program for me this morning. I've just, I just—I think I just feel exhausted actually after yesterday. I'm so disappointed, so disappointed with Winston Peters for not even a peep. Not even a peep for the eighteen thousand people that camped in their cars and in tents, day after day, waiting for the hundred and twenty um, politicians that had signed a pact not to talk to any, anyone. Waiting for them to come down and talk. Just, just hear us. We just want you to hear us. People from all walks of life. And then the media, how they sat up there on the balcony there and told lies about, about people that were at the protest. Just told lies. Day after day. Misrepresented those people. Ordinary New Zealanders, some of them police officers. You know, didn't want to get jabbed. And uh, yeah, and so I just feel kind of disheartened. I suppose that we haven't heard, you know, and and the, and also just irritated that people within the freedom and truth movement uh, were silly enough to vote for Winston Peters. Yeah, he got us into parliament. Got you know, got you, got, you know, you got rid of the Labour Labour Party. Yeah, but didn't really need Winston. Could have done it without without Winston. People wouldn't have. They would have just voted for National or ACT. Wouldn't have bothered. You know, you got all those voters, and now you're not doing anything. We've, 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 the well, Liz Gunn, fantastic reporter and a, a, a lawyer. I mean, she needs to be given a damehood for what she's done. She has unearthed, she's reported very well. Um, all this, the information's all been checked it's the the government's as guilty as hell they're vax murderers, and the ones we've got in now they're not saying any about it because they will they were wanting to have even have more draconian message measures. It would have been even worse you'd always be saying, oh give us Jacinda, she will save us from the terrible tyranny of the fascists of um the john keys and um the uh Luxons of the world, but yeah. No, we're not doing that. I've just got to pour this coffee. I'm, I'm really sorry. I just, I just can't. I just, I don't know. It's like I can't be bothered. It's disrespectful because we've got a truckload of listeners uh, from all over the show, show. And my apologies to you. I'm just, um, I'm just not firing at all on all uh, twelve cylinders, which I normally fire on at eight past eight. I'm normally firing on all cylinders, but I'm not this morning. I just feel jaded, actually, absolutely jaded. Uh, so let's look at the weather, and then I'll leave you to the country music, I think. And I'll I'll um, I'll try and have an earlier night tonight, tomorrow night, tonight, tonight. Yes, ready for tomorrow. And I'll be I'll be a, a well more better behaved. I'll be a good grant tomorrow. Been a naughty grant today. You know, not really good, is it? Okay, let's look at those extremes. I'll just do a quick a quick very quick refresh because they do change. So it looks as though Wakatani, Wakatani has um has uh, overtaken Whitianga. Uh, with the same temperature, 17.9. Tianao is still cold, but it's warmed up. It, was, it got down to about 2 or 3, didn't it? It's 7.8 now, so it's warmed up. The Ohaki is still pretty windy. The windiest place in the whole country. It's it's up a little bit, 41 kilometres, probably gusting 41 k's. Nothing really, it's only 20 knots or something. Uh, the wettest place is in North Shore, 0.4, not much. Single digits down the bottom of the South Island, um, you know, places like Stewart Island, we named after Stewart. And Queenstown is on eight. And uh, yeah, so but otherwise, you know, Dunedin North, uh, it's all up around know, 12, 13, 14 degrees up in the north, sort of like mid, uh, you know, 15, 16, 17. That's uh, what 18. There you are. So, how could Whangarei be 18 and Wakatani's got a higher temperature? So, how could, so? it's all screwed up, isn't it? Something wrong with the computer, at met service, government, government thing. You think they could afford, I mean, we pay for it, you think they could afford a decent. Weather system. Uh, the short forecast, firstly for Northland and Taranaki, including the Coromandel and the Bay of Plenty, and also Central High Country. Mostly cloudy, scattered showers, especially this afternoon and evening, with isolated thunderstorms and hail in Northland. And uh, it must be going to get cold, is it? I thought hail had to be cool, a bit cooler. Maybe it is going to be cooler. Better get the fire on. Um, if you lived in Northland, um, thunderstorms and hail in Northland and also in the northern part of Auckland as well. Localised downpours possible in Northland. Didn't they just say that? Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, periods of rain easing in Hawke's Bay this evening. Whanganui to Wellington, also for the Wairappa. You've got morning cloud with drizzle about the ranges south of Whanganui. And uh, now that's not Whanganui because it hasn't got an H in it, it's just a Whanganui without the aspirated WH. That's got to change. It needs to go back. need to go back to the way we were back in the 70s. We need to go back to the same immigration policy we had in the 50s and 60s, but it's probably too late now. It's probably too late. We've ruined the country. Uh, Marlborough, uh, except for Kaikoura Coast. Nelson and Buller, Morning Cloud. Uh, you've got some drizzle in Marlborough and then it's going to be fine spells after that isolated afternoon showers about the ranges Kaikoura Coast also for Canterbury and, and North Otago morning cloud and patchy drizzle and then mainly fine weather for Westland, Fiordland, Southland and the remainder of Otago fine weather apart from areas of morning cloud and uh, you've got some evening cloud as well and uh, just the morning and the evening and then it's going to be a lovely day or oh, chance of a shower though and also in the Chatham Islands partly cloudy there we are that is the news and weather I will see you tomorrow morning Lord willing if I make it you just don't know the Bible says boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth now uh, let's go over to uh, music and the music ready please Mr. Music yes this is quite a good story this is a good one it's called it's by Lanco it's called The Greatest Love Story so we'll see you tomorrow uh, morning Lord willing at uh, you know, five o'clock? You're around about five o'clock there. Okay, have a great day. They said I was
10: nothing but a troublemaker never up to no good. You were the perfect all American girl wouldn't touch me even if you could. But you were sneaking out your window every night riding shotgun in my car. We go to the river and find a spot And we probably went a little too far Just a little too far Cause I was gonna be your forever